The Greenlight Podcast will see clearly now with Oakley jumping into the podcast game. Head to oakley.com for the greatest shades in the game. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me, try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. Cowboy Happy 4th of July, everybody. I hope y'all are celebrating well and safely. We're going to celebrate today with a movie review. Varsity Blues is what's in the chamber. Chris, Nate, Kyle, and Kingston all went back, watched the movie. We've got some great takes now that it's fresh in our minds. We're going to talk about our favorite scenes. We'll obviously fire off our favorite quotes. We uh, fire off almost too many favorite quotes. But this really turned out to be a great football movie. I mean, you've got John Voight playing the villain nearly perfectly. You got James Vanderbeek figuring out his accent as the movie goes along, and you got pretty much peak Paul Walker. So enjoy the guys giving this movie a deep dive. We really go into everything. And then for the second half of the show, Kyle Kingston and myself jumped on the mics. We just talked about what was going on. This was a couple days after we recorded the Varsity Blues review, and we just wanted to have a little bit of fun. It's the summer. We wanted to talk about July 4th. We wanted to talk about me and Kyle playing golf, which I know y'all saw, all the, the big match we had. We wanted to talk about all the summer activities everybody's doing. Kyle picked up pickleball. He's playing it in his yard. But we just wanted to have a little bit of fun. So y'all please enjoy that. Come back on Thursday because we're going to have Any Given Sunday. And a very special guest joins us for the Any Given Sunday review. So make sure you come back on Thursday and have a very safe and wonderful All right, what's up, everybody? We got our first movie, sports movie rewind here today. Super excited. We got Varsity Blues. We got Kyle in the building, Nate in the building, Chris is here, you. Cowboy Reed. We all rewatched the movie. We're excited to talk about it. First, just want to go around the room. Everybody, give me like one thought that came to mind when you rewatched this movie uh, for this recording. Well, first off, to set the scene, we were all high school football players, mm-hmm. but not in Texas. It's different. It's different. Very. That's the one. That's the one takeaway that I had was like, whoa, this is different. Like even from when they were like dummy O. Yeah. I was like, first off, it's Scout O, yeah, not yeah. dummy. They call them dummies. Yeah. There. I watched with Meg last night, and she was dumbfounded. I mean, yeah. I don't think she really paid attention to the movie when when uh, when we were youth. Um, but everybody in here played high school football. I think Reed, you did not. Uh, but you would have been pretty it. good, I think. I was uh, like 140 receiver. pounds soaking wet in uh, high school. So I would have been, been a great water boy. I mean, this is I a mean, compliment. You would have been the type of kicker that everybody loved. <laughs> Seriously, at 140, if you wanted to trot out, there, dude, I could, I could nail 15 yard kicks, no problem. You were the kicker. 14, and you always 15, had the backpack easy. at the parties because you had all the party favors. Well, 
You're not wrong. You probably that. didn't have the party favors. Not to fucking get ahead of ourselves here, but you could have easily kicked for the Coyotes. They didn't even <laughs> use their kicker. Right. I just so, stand and look pretty. Yeah, anyways. Um, Analytics be damned. <laughs> I'm going to start this off, and, and I'm going to give you guys a couple of my main thoughts about this mm -hmm. movie. First off, there were ups and downs, okay? Like, there were parts of the movie that I didn't love. I hadn't watched Varsity Blues since it was out, and so I go to Rotten Tomatoes as if that's, like, going to be kind of Varsity Blues, <laughs> and it was worse than I thought, the, the critical acclaim. Oh, but the movie, especially when it got going, I thought there were really good parts early. And I don't know what this is called in a movie, but you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Like three quarters of the way through a sports movie, right after they go through the, the good montage of everything that's coming together for the team, there's always a bad part. And in Varsity Blues, it lasts like 40 minutes. And then, you know, they rectify the situation at the end. I thought that was the strength of the movie. So not to get ahead, but I love that part. The movie is basically You're about they show the struggle really well. Yeah, and I don't know what the I term thought so is too. Like they really did a good job of bringing like the the anguish of being a, a football player and trying to get things done. Like even during their their thunderstruck montage, mm -hmm. like after the the hangover, they're making plays, but they're getting fucked up. And like you can see these guys trying their best. And like that's what high school ball is all about. Like you're actually giving it your all. You give a fuck in high school. You really do. Those kids cared a lot. Billy Bob was crying. Yeah, the well, that's characters. probably because he had a post-concussive syndrome. Yeah, he yeah. had a fat attack out there. Yeah. And James Con. <laughs> I keep fucking up. Why can I not get these two? John Foley, James Con, couple football coaches. One of them uh, made Angelina Jolie, right? <laughs> right. Why? No, it's not that wild. He's such an alpha, though, in that movie. Like, you see him as the head coach, and you're like, I can totally. He's a great character. He's such a good actor, man. So here's the thing about the the, the, the movie that struck me the most was mm -hmm. a great job with the dip. Whatever people are calling that, you cinephiles or cinephiles or however the fuck you would say it. You could tell me what that what that part of a movie is called properly, but... The beginning of the movie was great. Like, you always have to develop the plot, and I'm like a big snob on plot development. You know, I'm not expecting much from this movie when it comes to that. The audience score, by the way, 76%. The, the critics, 43. Not terrible. You can't no. trust the critics score. You got to go with the audience score. No, they're going to be sure too highbrow for this. score is yeah. relative to other scores, but I feel like that's a pretty good score. It yes. Up well. So, anyways, it's kind of like Firestorm, low tomato meter, but high audience mm -hmm. score. So, um, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Like the way they introduced the characters, I thought was really neatly done. And very, I didn't think about it this way when we watched it when we were kids, but like it was five fucking guys in a truck. Mm -hmm. And you're only going to meet the five guys in the truck. Mm -hmm. All the other guys on the team, <laughs> they really don't have names. They don't have roles. Yeah. Uh, and, and they kept it nice and neat like that. They waited 40 minutes to introduce the like one black guy guys. in the truck. They, they took 40 minutes to introduce him. Yep. Like I didn't hear anything from him until like he was like, Hey, coach is a racist. Yeah. Coming through. <laughs> it was a different time, Chris. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, damn, yeah. Chris, I thought you knew. Yeah, right. That, that, I, and I was like, what's he going to do now? But that leads me to my other um, main point, which is Moxon. And the movie was, was good. It was really good and important. But he was an even better character. Mm -hmm. And although I thought that John Voight probably stole the show, I thought Moxon's character was awesome. Okay, first off, him and Paul Walker were fucking ahead of their time. Mm -hmm. Okay, like I didn't realize people were onto this. I mean, I, I forgot this part because in 99 we're watching the movie Air Raid, 
It's like a new thing. Yeah. They were ahead of their time a little bit. Interesting note, they had this guy who used to play at App State who was like managing the football part of the thing. And uh, in 1998, in the fall, while the movie's being edited, Mike Leach uh, was at Kentucky doing Air Raid. And the next season, he got hired by Bob Stoops. Texas was already high school-wise leaning towards the spread. Georgetown, where they're filming the, the town in Texas, Art Bryles used to coach at Georgetown High. And he was running an offense he'd soon run at Baylor. So this uh, echoes in the real football world. Well, it was cool. There was like a little nugget of like real football history there and like development. They line and, up in quads formation during the first practice. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, we're getting five guys over here. We're going to get one-on-one on the right side. He's like, you're too damn fucking stupid to be he pulling said, this he shit. Said it's yeah. a sp- he said, what are you doing? He goes, it's a secret. He said, oh, yeah, it's, it's a, a goddamn secret, uh-huh. secret right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Oopty fucking oop. Give me a break. <laughs> Jesus name, Moxie. What are you doing? What kind of Lulu formation you pull it? It's a secret. Oh, it's a secret. I just thought, you know, one of the, the biggest leads of the movie was that Gilroy got outcoached by two fucking 18-year-olds. <laughs> like, people don't don't think about that in the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Uh, they just dropped down from 6A and, like, they're supposed yeah, to Yeah, they were people. playing fucking schools of 4,000 people in the senior class last year, and, and Paul Walker's outcoaching you on a bum knee, dude. The guys were, you know, they were at a party like a couple nights ago. So I thought it was a great movie. I loved uh, Mox and the character. He stood up for racism. He left Larder on the couch all sad. Dude. Gave her a blanket. Like did the right thing. He was Derrick Henrying all the hoes. And then he saved Billy Bob. Mental health crisis. Yep. Yep. He goes to the hospital to visit um, Paul Walker. He was a that's hero, quite, and Julia told him to be a hero, and he was. He was truly a hero. Moxon was a great I character. I want to step in and say that's questionable that he saved Billy Bob. You can, one can argue, uh-huh. one can argue that he actually, he's the reason why the whole situation yeah. happened, because when he walked out there with the team doctor, yeah. the team doctor asked Billy Bob, how many fingers do I have holding up? <laughs> You're right. He says three. It, multiple and, choice. And Moxon goes, no. You have to ask him. It has to be a true false. Yeah. And he goes, Billy Bob, does he have fingers? Do you see fingers or are he, is he holding But if he doesn't up? have the, the, the knowledge of what head trauma means, <laughs> is he culpable? In your, think, in your eyes, is he culpable? I think so. I think, really? I think he is because... It's interesting as a callback to a conversation we were having 10 minutes ago with your equipment there. <laughs> he is culpable because he is a future Brown student, and he he holds himself high, and at the end of the day, he the entire movie, he steps in to be like, hey, guys, don't listen to Kilmer. Think about your health. Think about your leg. Think yeah. about whatever. And then in that situation, because... But again, nobody was thinking head trauma was bad in 98 in Texas. Like, I even think at Brown, they were probably giving cats he, fucking he, smelling salt. He's the one that tells Billy Bob, go get a cat scan. So he is aware. I got my cat scan. Well, maybe he got educated. <laughs> I got my cat scan. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. You know, you bring up a good point. They were all complicit. Like, the whole town was complicit. Everybody knows. They just this... love football a little bit too much down there. And they that's didn't okay. Know. That's what, you know, that it's was, in the water. That's my take from it is that Texas football in small towns, it it's just 
a different ball game. Yeah. And if you're at doing as well as that school was, I can definitely see some of the things that were going on in this movie really happening. Like, especially the scene where the cops, they're complaining, and <laughs> Kilmer's like, yeah, are, Kilmer's my, like <laughs> are my boys too much for you? Yeah. And the guys did, like, they immediately, like, like no, like, no, they're fine. They're fine. No, sir. And... I can kids. see that happening places like 1,000% if, if if the school is winning, if it's bringing the town money. It seems like when you're in the league and you're winning big time, like you get away with Dude, they got a, near anything. It's so interesting because I always hear this about places. I played at Virginia, and then I played for the St. Louis Rams most exactly. of my career. So I never got away with anything, dude. I played up north. Uh, it sounds we, cool. We didn't even play It's like Friday rock star nights. status if you're winning. As you know, you won two Super Bowls, but you're winning in these I big I wasn't doing towns. any bad shit at that point. But you know, I was old. Imagine being a young guy oh. in the league and you're winning games like this. But I mean, and that's kind of how this Texas high school ball seems to me. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Uh, they're extremists with the shit. But there. it probably was terrible in that town when they lost, you know? Mm-hmm. The week after they got blanked after the hangover game was probably terrible. This is funny because obviously, I think this came out before, but it looks like even by time Friday Night Lights, that movie comes out. Texas football, high school football hasn't changed much because it's kind of the same thing with the coaching mm-hmm. and like the town. Mm-hmm. Just if you win or you lose, yeah. like they're on your ass. I want to say one thing before we get into the uh, dimensions. Mm-hmm. I want to show you this picture, okay? And this this is stopped me dead in my tracks last night about 1 a.m. watching this movie. Got it on <laughs> oh, your yeah. Screen. Okay. Who's that? It's the Gilroy mascot. Who does that look exactly like? Um, the guy from Blue's Bananas, Drew Brees. Oh, uh, that's former so funny. Texas high school football legend. I almost thought it was Drew Brees. <laughs> he doesn't have the birthmark. I thought it was in, in 1999. He wouldn't look that old, but that looks like Drew Brees in 10 years. It looks like the actor from uh, Yeah, Arrested Development. That's what yes. I thought. Will Arnett. It looks like. Will oh, Arnett. it does look like Will Arnett. It's like Will Arnett and Drew Brees. Yeah, had a um, had a baby. baby. <laughs> It's so crazy. All right, anyways. Science, I was, I was okay. stoned. Science be damned. I was stoned. I think he looks like Drew Brees. He does look like Drew Brees. He does. A couple Fucking... things before we get to the favorite scenes. This is actually the first R-rated movie I ever snuck into. 12 years old. Wow. Tickets for another movie. Went into it. I remember watching it then, and it played exclusively like a drama to me. Like, I was super into it. And now watching it again, almost 25 years later, it was much more like a comedy. The comedy, movie. yeah. And looking back at the box office, it only did 50 million, which isn't huge, but it feels like everybody's seen this movie. So it yes. had like a crazy life on VHS. It's got a DVD. cult following. Absolutely. Well, movies were cheaper then. Right. I like don't know. Movie, Relatively uh, speaking, was it like top of the charts? Days to Confuse? Nah, it wasn't that great. That's interesting. It's like Days to Confuse. Mm-hmm. I remember it being the biggest thing. I wonder how many allergies. allergies. How many copies were stolen from Blockbuster of this movie? <laughs> Probably wow. a lot. That weren't yeah. brought back. That's why they didn't sell. Yeah, people are like, I'll wait to yank it from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. All right, Reed, you got anything? You tell him, Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing. Oh, uh, we got to we gotta go best quote. What's sure. the most quoted line from this movie? I think I got my cat scanned. Really? That's one that I stuck, stuck with me. Like. That's so interesting because for me it was, I've, I've used this quote for years and I found out that it's probably overrated because it wasn't delivered that well. Tan, a fucking a tan, tan, man. Yeah, that's a good one. They like sped through that whole thing. I give it a, uh, a tan, a tan, a fucking tan. Tan, I, a fucking I don't tan. want your life. 
Playing football in West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime, but I don't want your life. By the way, James Vanderbeek, I, I kind of panicked at the beginning of the movie because mm -hmm. his accent was terrible. Yeah. So was Allie Larder. In the narration. From Connecticut. And then he started figuring it out as the fucking, it was like a rookie quarterback figuring the offense out. He was figuring. It all made sense. Yeah. So. Right. Puke and Rally. Was it? Puke and Rally born. Hey. If you're hungry, I'd like a few hot dogs in here. Oh. I'm back. Puke and rally. Cool. It Varsity Blues. Previously, and they picked up on it. Okay. Made it real he told his dad here's, to save it in the kitchen. Here's my favorite quote. <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. Mox's girlfriend saying, I like trains. Yeah. <laughs> I did hear that. I like trains. Yeah. She likes and locomotives. He, and he goes, let's go oh, see man. the trains. <laughs> It's so random. You it's, thought about group sex. <laughs> yes, it's so random. And just like the way she says it. And the way he didn't blink. And the way like he didn't blink. Yeah. And he's just like, well, let's go see some trains tonight. You would have thought funny. Allie Larder's character liked trains. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I, I want to call the, the five of us out because there were two great 90s babes in this movie. And they were not selected in our 90 mm. babes draft. You're yeah. right. Bears you're right. For us. Yeah, you're right. They weren't elite. So they weren't as elite so as their football team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, listen, say. we're going to talk about that. We're going to have a smoke show of the Yeah, of the, I've of got the some movie. thoughts. There. All right, so let's start with the categories. We got favorite scenes. Chris is going to run us through them. Oh, favorite scenes. Mm -hmm. Um... You know, I thought for sure Thunderstruck would be my favorite scene, and maybe it, maybe it is the Hangover game. What a scene! Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, like you alluded to, it was like the the montage of everything that went wrong: the false start, the tight coverage, the flags, big hits, the big hits. Which the sound mixing was awesome. Yeah, it sounded like the the, the hits were happening underwater, and they were just loud enough to hear. It was like disorienting. It was that, and that's fog how of those war guys felt. Sound that we are used to hearing on the field. Exactly. Like and, fog of war, and 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 those guys were going through it. They were hungover. They were getting their asses kicked. They were getting humbled. It felt terrible. It felt like losing a football Mox game. Was trying to rally them. The helmet shot, I think, is one of the most iconic shots in in a football movie ever. Yep. Uh, with Vanderbeek struggling to get that foam padded <laughs> helmet, nine, over 1999, over his head. He's got a big ass head. He's got one of those actor heads. Yeah. He's like little, little you can body, tell he's got a head. big head, Man. and he's pulling that thing off. He's like, I was shaking at the knees. Yeah. And, I, and I get chills every time, dude. Yeah. I get chills every time, and I'm watching that, that scene for the first time in 10 years. I thought it was great. Uh, I did not think that the speech was that great during that game, because that's the game they, they came back in the second half or they lose that game. The Thunderstruck game is the game they lose because they're all hung over. So, yeah. so I'm thinking of the Gilroy speech. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Well, you think you don't have to listen to me? Your daddy was a no-talent pussy, but at least he listened. <laughs> you think you don't have to listen to me? Your daddy was a no-talent pussy, but at least he listened. I'm yeah. like, damn, me and Yo. my dad just caught strays. Yeah. And th there's a big overlap between the coaching staff and the dads that are at practice a lot. And I love the dad at practice culture because we didn't have that. We didn't have that. So, no, like, no. the same four dads, King of the Hill style, are sitting over yeah. there drinking beers, like, just pun. They were King of the Hill characters. And, yeah. and uh, they're not only, we'll talk about best supporting actors, but I thought. The one guy gets carried. real excited about everything yeah. that John Voight says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He used to ride my ass like that 27 yeah. years ago. Damn, yeah. <laughs> them boys are having the time of their life. Them boys are having the time of their life. Yeah. <laughs> used to hammer my ass the exact same way 27 years ago. 
hell. It's good for them. Shit, them boys is having the time of their lives. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, okay. Well, uh, speaking of Kilmer, what'd you think of the way that he was introduced at the beginning of the movie at the prep rally with his hand? So, up? yeah. So Kilmer, I, me and Matt came in this morning. We we're like, is, was Kilmer a Nazi Germany <laughs> yeah, guy? Dude. He was doing the whole thing. He it was took doing a lot Hitler of motifs. There's a lot of motifs. And also, it was interesting. One of one of the things that we picked up on today, looking at best props, mm -hmm. was the book that that. Oh uh, my god! That, that uh, yeah, the that, Kurt Vonnegut that book. Kurt, that Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. So I tried to look, pause the movie so many times. Did we find? Do we know what? We know book? what book it is, and I'm going to tell you something about the book. It's, was it uh, Brave New World? What's the name of the Slaughterhouse book? Five. Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse Five. Five. Kyle's like, yeah. John Amos, dude. Oh, yeah. It's Did you read that? Picture. It was a sign. I think that was the one I didn't read. <laughs> I, read one. I read the other one. I read Brave New World. 60% of America. They so, kind of sign Varsity Blues. So, so, <laughs> I need so to read Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five is about um, somebody who's like, can you read me that, that plot? It, was, it had something to do with Nazi Germany. So basically, I'm wondering if there's a, a theme, an undertone uh, here, where, mm. where basically uh, John Voight is Hitler. We got to call John Amos. He kind of goes out in his bunker at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. you oh, know? So maybe that's why he's doing, yeah. he's reading more and he's like, he's and the, the injectables head, like, hey, are like, this, this is who he acts like. This is who my coach acts it's like. It's too much. Maybe. Well, maybe. No, so, so, so that makes Slaughterhouse Mox, Five. That makes Johnny Mox and Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Slaughterhouse Five, or the children's classic, uh, is a 1969 semi-autobiographic science fiction-infused anti-war novel by Kurt Vonnegut. It follows the life and experiences of Billy Pilgrim from his early years to his time as an American soldier and chaplain's assistant during World War II. He was an assistant as well to, uh, wow. to Paul Walker. To the chaplain. Yeah. To mm. the post-war years with Billy occasionally traveling through time. Which, as Mox the narrator does because he narrates parts wow. of the from the future. Yep. Mm. From the future. I'm going to put my hands down. The people from the future. Okay. So, uh, you know, Billy's captured by the German army and his survival of the Allied firebombing of Dresden. Chris, that this was is wild. Uh, that was the movie. That, make, that was the Hangover movie. Makes sense. Or the Hangover game was the firebombing of Dresden as a POW. Um, Prisoner of women. Hey, it makes sense. Clubs. There was only one black guy on the team, okay. and and he wouldn't even take the time to call fucking Grambling. Bro, you got to call one mm -hmm. HBCU. That's true. One. You can't even call them. He's you're the not best, giving him. He's you're not. the best coach in the state. That's that's some bullshit, bro. That, but that's classic coach shit, right? Like guys say, I would have I would have gone D1 if it wasn't for my asshole coach. You that know? was a really tough. How many tough... guys do you know that have been like, I would have gone to the league, but my coach never sent the film to Grambling? Hey, yeah, man. Probably like, a lot. It happens. It happens, bro. and it's it real. It definitely And that's happened. why this, this is like a real-ass movie. Because. Yeah. Because a coach like that, you have enough um, you have enough clout that these schools, like, they're going to take a second. Like, they get a million tapes, a million highlights. They respect tapes. your word, though. But, hey, you know what? If it's coming from this coach, let's look at this guy. Yeah. But we may for, not even have to look at him because we trust him so good much. For, good for Wendell and his mama because they did their own recruiting. Yeah. And Grambling yeah. came to see him anyway. Wendell's mom that. was the real MVP. And then uh, also, uh, that was a really tough 10, 10 uh, minutes for for James Vanderbeek. He got caught cheating uh, and learned what racism was like in a five-minute <laughs> span. And then the movie was like heavy from that point on. Yes. That's the dip I'm talking about.
Before we get to that dip, what'd you think of the family barbecue scene? So that's oh, my favorite love, scene. Love so that's that. where I was going this whole time. So, so I remember Thunderstruck being scene number one. It was great. Okay, it was a great scene. Uh, but the family barbecue was like the moment I turned to my wife and was like, "Oh yeah, this movie's <laughs> this movie's this movie's fucking rolling now, dude." First off, you get there was that 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 little brother Kyle. Kyle. Yes. Kyle's the best. He's yes. the best. He's very spiritual. He was he's just standing yes. over there by the Kyle, grill in like, like a gi and, and be- some beads, sunglasses. Yeah. He was nailed to a cross early <laughs> yes. in the movie. His dad's like, what's with the cross? He's got a cult. Yep. His dad's Started like, hey, Frico, Frico's, go upstairs <laughs> before he gets in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his like, buddies over. Just having Kyle in that scene is great. And then, uh, and then it just turned into the dads, who I thought were some of the, the King of the Hill dads were some of the best they were supporting top G's, actors for sure. in the whole fucking movie, uh, in that they were like kind of really bad. Uh, Terrible. They were caricatures. And I don't know if they were told to overact or if they just weren't great actors. Well, they were like, care. Why don't you care more as an actor? Yeah. <laughs> to me, they, they embody of... They embody what I think a Texas 100%. high school football dad is like. So 100%. like I think it was perfect for me not ever like not knowing what it's like, but if I had to imagine like being in a town like that, that's what the majority of the dads on the team would be exactly like. So it's like living in three their, dads living in their wonder years. They all went to school, they played football, and now their sons are up. So like they're they're they they're living through their their sons and they want things to either be better for them but it seems like they all have the same coach and they won with this coach so obviously you want to see your kids do it and it's just a it's just a funny coincidence how they tie all that. Mox, oh, you think Mox, he's first string? <laughs> Mox's dad wants to relive his childhood through yes. Mox. Yep. The other Lance's dad just is like my son's a boss. Like no, but more more they all have Mox's, different reasons to be but there. More Mox's dad sees like that basically Mox is is what happened to him because like like Gilmer Kilmer said he was like your dad was like was a pussy no talent <laughs> pussy it was a no talent mm-hmm. pussy so he I guess as a dad you know like hey my son is actually pretty decent and I want better for him rectify and, the situation for me exactly and I and I at least yeah. want to see see you get on the field so I can yeah. get these other guys off my fucking back we're all doing that with something as parents I guarantee you I'm gonna do that with something <laughs> with Waylon like and with Luke it's it, something you weren't good at you want them to be yeah. good at oh yeah you know and it's not gonna be football for me because it worked taxes, out learn your fucking taxes yeah like like be more financially literate yeah. Pick up after yourself, like shit like that. Mox's um, dad made a big mistake running a slant, though. Like button other, hook right. Now, okay, we gotta hook. talk about but, that. That's where I was going. It was button hook, button hook right. He announced the route out loud. He he runs he runs him into the fence. He runs a, <laughs> a slant into the fence, uh, and then it's the 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 whole montage of. Come on, Johnny. You can do it. Hey, you feel like chicken tonight? Fire that fucking pigskin. Sporting some two now. Be a winner. Throw the damn ball. Come on, Johnny. You can do it. Sit on the bench. Show us what you do best. He's chicken. Yeah, he is a chicken. <laughs> Throw that damn ball. Hey, you feel like chicken tonight? You can do it. I raised you to be a winner, so damn it, boy, win! Fire that fucking pink skin! And then it goes red, the screen goes red, which is almost 
indefensible. Like, that's yeah. a terrible choice. So bad. But it works because it's just a fucking overblown, overacted scene. Does it look like it hurts so Mox bad. Does hit him oh, on yeah. purpose? Like, are we supposed to think yes. that yes. Yes. he's that good? Because he's been yes. hitting the mascots. And he, doesn't, and he doesn't realize it until everyone cheers when he's stopping the clock and he hits the mascot the same way. And his dad then takes yeah. a step back mm-hmm. and is like, this mm-hmm. motherfucker did nose. that on, on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the best part of that, you know, he gets drilled in the face, and then everyone's like, oh, he's okay, get him some ice, and then he comes up with blood, and everyone's like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, he got fucked up. Yeah, my nose kind of hurt when I saw it. Yes. My eyes were watering. Well, you and me, we could catch a football anywhere in the catch radius with our schnozzes. (laughs) Look at us, Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) I think I can, too. My, uh, yeah, I think the fits. (laughs) Dude, while we're talking about that scene, the uh, the barbecue corner. Mm -hmm. Lance's fit. Casual, uh, you know, plaid shirt, backwards uh, snapback. Elite. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Man. Yeah, rest in peace. Nobody He's pulled off. Rest in peace, Billy Bob. Nobody, nobody pulled off. Yeah, rest in peace, Billy stuff Bob. Stuff like Paul Walker. Billy Bob's uh, the actor Ron that Lester. B- Bob Lester died in 2016. I didn't even realize that. Let's a couple more scenes here, and yeah. anybody else wants to add in. What about? Did you guys like the scene <laughs> where Lance gets hurt? Oh man, that was tough. Uh, and the announcer immediately is like, you know, there he's going to lose his scholarship. There goes the mm-hmm. season. You know, the sky is falling. I'll tell you, I've hardly ever heard this stadium this quiet. Lance Harbor laying there on the field, and you see his future going down the drain, committed to Florida State. And now, what must this do to the Coyotes' football plans? Uh, this Texas town. What's going to happen to the economy? Really like, <laughs> yeah, they're wiping down. It's going to explode. I don't know if I really like that scene because if you watch it back, it's clearly offsides in a dead play. False start. It, it's it's like, yeah, because he any, fell over. The any, call will be any false way start. you want to put it, he he he's offsides. It should be a dead play. That play should a dead ha- ball foul. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. And I think that that was like a little bit for me that I was just like, yo, why aren't they stop that play? And um, also the way he tore his ACL and everything was kind of no. It actually, I actually liked the hit. They and should I, have he, him posted up on it, and somebody should just come and like lumberjack that shit. Like, yeah, but they acted like this guy was Jesus, man. You know, like this guy's got twenty-two district titles, a few state titles. You got to believe there's been a better quarterback than Paul Walker that's come through that school. People were sobbing. You know, like no, he was going to FSU in nineteen ninety-nine. Like, yeah, yeah, he was the man. Good. They were pretty yeah. good. He, he was, was pretty good. He was and he was such a mensch, too. Yeah. How do you feel Paul Walker. How do you feel about them showing his butt? And like as a, a like portray, pro, portraying him as a high school student. Hey, I didn't even know who's that butt? they showed his butt. They showed his side butt. I, I, I thought they showed uh, James Teeter. No, they showed Tweeter's butt and then Tweeter's the, butt. And in the dryer in the Nate, in the dryer the dryer scene. High school. I was looking at Allie Larder. When he was in the dryer scene. Who I Googled was not in high school. Billy Bob runs in. Billy Bob runs in to throw up and they show the side view of him and the chick like on the dryer and it's like they show his butt. How do I feel about it? I'm an adult. So (laughs) it's a film. Uh, And then we got to talk about the Gilroy game, the extended last scene. Mm What did you guys think of that? Like the whole speech by Kilmer pregame and then what happens with Wendell? Oh, I love it. I love it. The best part, like this was one of the best parts of the movie for me because um, I think that the whole situation with Wendell and Kilmer is trying to get him to take this shot. 
and he kind of is iffy about it. And then Mox is sticking his head in the business, and he goes into the training room, was like, "Don't do it." And he, and then Kilmer's like, "Why would you listen to him? Like, get out of here!" And then out of nowhere, Paul Walker comes in, and he's like, "Well, I, I can attest to it. Mm-hmm. Like, look at me." Mm-hmm. And Kilmer immediately <laughs> goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, you're going to take advice from a gimp? And I don't know why in the moment so that evil. shit was so funny to He's me. So Y'all wouldn't know anything about dedication, team play. But I would. Don't do it, Wendell. It's not worth it, man. You gonna listen to that from a gimp? That was kind of the straw that broke everyone's back and was just like, oh shit, like now we really see this guy. Not bigger than Paul Walker? Yeah, he's (laughs) an evil motherfucker because everyone loved Paul Walker and he even, like, the way that he treated him. I refuse to call him Logan. Right? right? Mm -hmm. Oh, Logan, before. I do too. Yo, before he got hurt, even the way Kilmer treated him, like, I think that shocked everyone in the locker room, like, oh, this motherfucker. Crazy. Yeah, he's crazy, crazy. He's crazy. We've all had coaches that have, have crossed that line where everybody's like, damn, dude, mm-hmm. this guy has yes. really lost it. Not not to that degree. These situations <laughs> allowed uh, you know, John Voigt to deliver his best lines. Dude, uh, fabulous. You're dragging ass out there, son, and you're fucking up my universe. Uh <laughs> Any chance for this season is my favorite line in the movie. Sitting in the hospital, like they're like the guy's leg sideways. He might never play football Can again. He practice and he's tomorrow. Like, yeah, you know, it's like he can do walkthrough. Like I said, can earlier, you move the delivery if you Texas, know the story I tell on this pod Texas about a head coach who asked somebody move the delivery of their you know their kid? Just all time ignoramus delivery of line. Texas high school football. Yeah. It's a theme because it's the same thing in Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're going, they're bouncing around, and he's like, Midland don't know about like what's what's an MRI in Midland gonna do? Mm-hmm. And it's just like the same thing. Like the coach is in there, and you know this knee, his knee is is done. Mm-hmm. But all you could think about is, well, like is it a possibility? Like yeah, that's how ignorant this fucking guy was. We need you for one more series, Hoss. Nurse doesn't have a division title to worry about, does mm. she? Uh, so yeah, I just love like the, that game, the injuries, and that that mutiny. All of that like meanness sets up the mutiny, like where you're rooting for these dudes so fucking hard all yes. of a sudden, you know. And like yeah. then Mox gives that speech, which I thought was not great. Yeah, I didn't what think was there was much to it? that speech. Well, it's for one, it's unrealistic. Yeah, it's too so. Stingy. As are most football speeches. I mean, the the best football speech ever is the Al Pacino any given Sunday speech. Mm-hmm. Which I used to listen to on my fucking iPod before games. Based on a Marty Schottenheimer speech from the 1988 AFC Championship. Which I've never seen. Had no idea. So, so like, there are great unrealistic speeches in movies. I think the miracle speech is overrated. I didn't think there was that much substance to the speech. Tell me what the message was. You know, if you, if you like the speech out there, tell me what the message was. I didn't love the speech so much as I loved the second half. The way yeah. that second half plays out. Would you I loved think? hearing Offspring in the second half. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, we're going to talk about plot holes in a second. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the game management at the end of the, you know, the clock management, the, you know, when he, when he kneeled before half, mm-hmm. we knew he was sticking to the quarterback. They're trying to win this game. 
I don't know what's going on here. Explain to me. It was like they were down three. Yeah, they're down. They had a chance to kick a 40-yard field goal. They had eight seconds left. Yeah, and they run a play that keeps the ball in bounds. I mean, they go for the win. They're inexperienced coaches. You know, they want to get the win. They are inexperienced they don't coaches. They want to play for the tie. And maybe they want to go back into the, the strip club and see their teacher. And then especially yeah. back <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then especially back then, um, kick six wasn't around. That wasn't a rule yet. Yeah. So, like, they right. definitely should have kicked it. Absolutely. They definitely should have kicked it. Well, or just hit an out and then kicked it or something. Like, you know, dude didn't get out of bed. Tweeter didn't get out of bounds. Tweeter. Surprise, surprise. You gotta be Worst fucking IQ. character. Yeah. You don't like him. Yeah, I can't stand Tweeter. Oh, you yeah. like Tweeter? I have a whole new category for Tweeter. <laughs> the can Yeah, I heard. Yeah, the cancel category. Because Tweeter, for sure, <laughs> if if this movie came out today... There'd be some like, sexual assault charges. Oh, my God. Bro, he was bragging about date rape. He, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, Mox literally I mean, asked Cardi asked B's him. the only person who can get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo, yo. That's a good Mox one. literally asked him, like, like, are you going to like it in jail? And he goes... Yeah, wait, huh? Like that. And yeah. I think that's a funny part of the movie because he literally says, yeah, if you want to get laid, all you need is liquor, Vicodin, and something else. And I, I was just like, yo, nowadays, this no way. This well, movie got canceled just for that line alone. It was blowing my mind because it's such a lighthearted comedy. It's almost goofy at times. Yeah, but there's but some they, dark they shit. But they let the F word fly. Like yeah. Billy oh Bob God. dropped an F bomb. No, early was it, in the was it Billy Bob or someone get a homophobic slur oh, yeah, off the top? Yeah, That's what I mean. Billy Bob no, was and in then the, randomly a guy's in the locker room before the game and he's praying and he goes, "As I walk through the shallow of valley of death, I will fear no f word." Yeah. And it's just random. Yeah. It's I didn't hear so, that part, bro. It's it's just is that Billy Bob? Yeah. It's so random and it's just like, yo, why is that even necessary? I would walk by that guy and be like, "Yeah, he's gay." <laughs> no, I mean, exactly. obviously, to be that hateful that you're like incorporating it into prayer yeah. I'd be like yeah god hey come on out man right and this is perfect we're getting into our illegal procedure illegal procedure section so do we have any like least realistic sports moments from the movie can yeah. I finish dumping on Twitter though please yes I mean like or worse characters yeah in our illegal I want to finish dumping on Twitter He's bullying the class in 1980. He's bragging about date rape. He's, he's damn near stealing re- cop cars. He's stealing cop cars. You know, like but he's acting like the Riz King. And if you're really he doesn't a Riz have Riz, he's trying to Riz up Livy. And you're a senior. He has sophomores naked in in the police car. Which he's the type of guy that was like 19 senior year. Yeah, we yeah. all we all know. We a all tweeter. know. Yeah, we all know a tweeter. Yeah. Well. I think we were like high character tweeters because I would. He's five five in real life. Well, we all know a yeah. tweeter. We all know a tweeter. Okay. And, I was and, saying we were nineteen senior year, but we didn't act like this motherfucker. You can never fully trust the athlete that has pills on deck. Mm-hmm. Like you can never trust it because he he literally tells usually people like they're real like selective with their pills. And Twitter like literally let um, Logan take a whole bottle, and he's like, Wait. "Yeah, I got more." He, he, yeah, Lance, Lance. Lance. he's he, swallowing like he's the pills yeah. as he asks. Lance it, it, yeah. I can only take five hundred milligrams. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he and and he's like, um, "How many of these can I have?" And he's like, "Oh, you can just take it. But I got more, more at home." More than anything, Tweeter was not a good character. Like I understood you had to try to throw in a guy like that to drive that home, uh, but at least like a little bit less heavy-handed. You know, I dis- I, I, dis- I kind of disagree because he was a great. He's a memorable believe character. Or, believe it or not, like he almost ruined the thunderstruck scene. Like he, but believe it or not, I, I feel like 
I went to a private school and like a lot of these characters were like real similar to some of the white kids that yeah. like I played with yeah. and like believe it or not like we definitely had a tweeter and like we but had a tweeter's a usually funnier than that yeah, yeah, but I feel like he took the role of like they didn't they didn't touch on it there, but like he kind of took the role of the the kid that's on steroids. Like you always have one kid yeah. that's like that's maybe on steroids. We didn't have a roid like, head, like or like dabbling in something that's like hey, like like you're lifting like more or you're getting like no. what are you like taking supplements and creatine and all this stuff before everyone else. We just had, had we just had a guy that would <laughs> drink a two liter bottle of rum before yeah. the game. And that, and that's what Bro, like, he'd, he'd finish. He'd he'd put rum and coke in a two liter coke bottle, fill it half up with rum, and go out there mm-hmm. and just dominate yep. people. And that's we how didn't this have kid, a steroid guy. We had an alcoholic. <laughs> we have a. That's okay. how this kid was. He was an Dad. undersized undersized old lineman, and like he used to take roids yeah. and he used to drink and do all the stuff that that like I I guess like he embodied a little bit like a uh, like a tweeter. I just hated the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, illegal procedure. Do anybody have a least realistic sports moment? Yeah, I mean, we talked about the false start on, uh, mm-hmm. on Fatty McFatterson. Yeah, that 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 the false start is is um, not realistic. But the it him like passed, the whole plot. Yeah, the um, cop car scene. It's like where are the cops? sports though? Sports. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, I have a the, lot the of barrel roll stems. Sports. You know, like mm-hmm. we're watching, and you know what, like a, a stem is at home, like when a D line. They yell move and then you stem over and Kyle, this is interesting. I get to ask an offensive lineman. I fucking hated being told to stem. Yeah, it was like such, you know, like I, 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 you know, I'm a D coordinator who has all the answers. This is gonna trick them. It's like we used to stem versus Peyton Manning. He's gonna audible us. Well, we're gonna stem. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm sure yeah. somebody's tried that before. Did stems confuse you guys? Stems to me, in like. One rule that I played with was if a guy stemmed from a five to a four, he's generally not going to go contain rush. Usually when you stem, you're going to either go into that gap or cross yep. face. And I, and it just alerts me that there's going to be some pressure off the edge. Can I be a jerk yeah. right now? And, and I'm sure you've stemmed back before. And, and say that. But as a rule of thumb, it's the rotation of saying that safeties we, and you're making room for somebody else, right? When Kyle got to the Bears... He was not good at stems. He didn't and like stems. The majority of the time, when That's how you Garza, get him. Garza was... <laughs> would be yelling at him, like he would be like, "Kyle, no!" Dude, and I was blind and, out and, there. And it's usually Kyle, like <laughs> being a little confused with the linebacker or the D lineman. Stemming. Well, he was also like 23 at that I, point. I, I no, absolutely. No, I had no clue. So let me thank so, God for guys like Garza and Slauson. No, for sure. I had such good vets that were so helpful with that shit. But Bush they were Rock. stemming in the movie. They were rolling and stemming. Okay, I want you Confusing to confusing stuff. Can you? Can you? I guess you can do this. I guess the final play, the hook and ladder was. Is it a hook and ladder or hook and lateral? Hook and lateral, hook and ladder. I've always know. asked that question to myself. It's, it's a hook and ladder. Nobody's downfield. I guess you can just lateral to that guy. It just seemed yeah. like. It's legal. It's quite risky. Yeah. It yeah. Is, it is risky. Comes to a full stop, catches the ball, has to restart again, breaks yeah, like the, five tackles. This is unrealistic. Not Probably unrealistic. Tackle. But I gotta say, this, he's standing the stiff still. arm. The stiff arm. This play is all-time fat guy in a movie moment, mm-hmm. or film, or cinema, or anything. Like I put it up there with Hodor, Hodor, and Billy Bob, the two biggest fat guy moments in 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 film history, really. 
This one's uh, geeky because they have him standing there waiting for the ball, right? And they cut back to James Vanderbeek, like, getting hit. And it's, like, way more actions going on. And then when you cut back to Billy Bob, it's just, like, mega slow-mo. <laughs> like, super slow. And then everything's crashing around when you cut back somewhere else. That's a great scene. And then just the dudes on crutches. That's one thing, like... <laughs> Being supportive. What is it in high school, in high school football, like in cheerleaders, that like toilet paper is is like a a item um streamers. Like like if you look in the back, yeah, because in my town, like um I didn't play football in my town, but my older cousin, he was like a star football player, and one of the traditions is that the day before the game, you would get your house or like a tree in front of your house TP by the by the cheerleaders. Oh. And like I never really understood that. And my cousin, he lived in the projects, so they would TP his car. They would come to the hood and TP his car. Seems kind of risky. It's like it's just yeah. weird. <laughs> it's you know, like we were TPing houses in the burbs, and it was like risk free. Yep. What's the dad gonna do? <laughs> gonna right. Yell at us. You guys yeah. got a least necessary scene? Oh, like mine's was obviously the first uh, <laughs> Billy Bob when he's praying, <laughs> and then the. And then the um, the mocks talking to his girl on the side of of the the building. I think instead of being at the the pep rally, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, I like trains." I just think that's like <laughs> <laughs> so, like that is great. I, I just don't know what what the the writers were were trying to get there, or if they were trying to be funny. Because was this the scene where she was having a hard time dealing with his sudden successes? No, no, no. That that's when she's at work. This is like after this Johnny is, Mox. This is early yeah, by the pep this rally. Is, yeah, after like during the pep rally, they're outside, like on the side of the building, and yeah. Mox is up. Oh, and also in that scene, it's funny as hell. Mox has on the biggest fucking pants the that I've ever seen. So you're talking about the beginning. Yes. It's the worst fit of all time. <laughs> It's not even bell bottoms. The, the entire, all of the jeans are just like flaps. They're huge. Drum bottoms. And then they just, they they make that seem like it just goes on being random when she says, I like trains. It and makes I Drew just... Gooden's fit look great. You know? <laughs> like, those jeans are terrible. It makes me want to look up, maybe look up like locomotives in Texas. Like, I wonder what type of trains go by Big in, trains Texas. in Texas. Because she said she likes trains. Like, what does that mean? That You're just right. means she that likes just, tra- So, she, to me, that I just, like shows, trains, it just shows how small of a town they're in. I like she trains. I love trains. hearing the train. Believe One in the or, morning, sometimes I hear the train. Well, I love it. Believe it, or, believe it or not, since I'm a weird YouTube guy, like, Train videos have a lot of views. Wait till you have it's a like, kid. I'm here at the station Wait you waiting have a for a whistling <laughs> like, wahoo. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> yeah, the guy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. YouTube, My gosh. There's more train activity on YouTube than you'd think. Train spotting. Did you guys think the sex ed scene was needed? <sighs> that was the scene I thought was a little unnecessary. Some of the um, synonyms for boner was... Was kind of like uh, rigorous yogurt slinger. It was a bad scene, dude, and all it set up was Billy Bob falling out, which could have happened at any time. He wasn't in good health. Wait, so you white guys, your heads get purple when you're hard? No, <laughs> no. Well, hold on. Why hold did on. they say that? I, I, I guess <laughs> it could conceivably head. get. I think if your penis is purple, you have a problem. Becomes, so why would becomes, they? So why would he say that? It's because purple it becomes yogurt. It doesn't turn into a. It, uh, my penis isn't an anteater, but I might call it an anteater sometimes. <laughs> no, I think anteaters are for for uncircumcised guys. Hold on, oh, okay, Nate. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you asked a question, Nate. I'm okay. just thinking. 
Yeah. I think that the increased blood that. flow you, with with the, the less melanin, less melanin. Yours got You can before. see no, no. You can see the blood flow in our body a little bit easier than yours, maybe. Yeah, it's just different shit. It's like. You don't get sunburned? How weird is that? It's like, we I, bruise, that's purple. I definitely get sunburned. Yeah, you that's get a blood little sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> you were sunburned Friday. We I were both get... sunburned Friday, am Saturday. When we Reed, am <laughs> I crazy <laughs> for saying this? Am I the only one who's like talking about dick? Well, here? I guess if, you, if you're if you down there giving if it If you've got a boner, if you're, you're ready to go, if, if your musket is ready to fire at the, the, the Brits, then it, it might be... It might have a what little are you, hue. You got an Adrian Peterson handshake down there? It might have a little like, bit of a... There's no need to grip it that I'm hard, I'm just talking Kyle. blood flow. It's, you know, that thing is fired up, ready to go, okay. man. Okay. So I thought it was a stupid scene. I thought it just set up Billy Bob. But the one... It's a memorable line. But the, the one thing about the scene is... They have to the, for the callback. No. They had, to, they had to do that scene, I think, for the callback of... Her working at the landing show. No, they just were setting up super bad. Not at all what I was going to say. What I was going to say is they were setting up super bad. Is it's basically super bad took that premise yes. and just blew it out of the water. Did a great job with it. That was not good. That's they, actually true. They crawled so super bad could walk and then run. Sprint. Nice. You guys got any plot holes that you noticed? Yes. Yes. Early. First scene, immediately started a movie. Mox is the only one that runs out the house without a fucking bag on the way to school. No bag. When he runs out, when they beep the horn. He's not a bad guy. It, no, no books. It's all up here, dude. No way. He's going not, to Brown. I don't exactly, need a bag. No. That's I, Texas I, curriculum, dude. I get it. I get it. But Fuck, like, I don't need a bag. But so locker. what? What about a locker? He could have had a locker at school. Yeah, he's, he, he does his homework at school. No homework, bro. <laughs> no a, homework. You ever heard about read, study hall? Tell me, tell me the library. You did not have any homework. He was ahead on credits. He got everything done in the fall. You don't have your football. Like with a dad like that, you don't have your football um, playbook at home. Even like you had acting play- whoa, like whoa, you got a playbook in high had, school. Like yeah, touchdown. Why not? He had a playbook in the movie with another book inside it could that be the in coach throws. Playbookception. That so that was. But Hit the me, only Chris. fact I said that is because all the other guys they have a bag. Chris. Billy Bob gets out the car to grab Lance's bag, and then Tweeter before he does that cool little. Front flip into the is back. Is that of the a plot truck. hole though? Yeah. Okay. All right. I got some. Solid I got one. some solid ones. I got, yeah. Okay. Number one, strip club scene. They walk out of the strip club. I went back forty times. Meg's like, "What are you doing? You got to go back further to see the milf." <laughs> Not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They walked out of the strip club for 18 seconds and gained no ground. Yeah. Okay. They weren't in slow motion. They were varying the camera angles. They walked out about 10 seconds in. Two ladies walk out. They have ample room to get to their motor vehicles. Fucking James Vanderbeek's in front. They pan back. They're on the front steps of the fucking strip club. Terrible, terrible scene. They hadn't gone anywhere. No. They hadn't gone anywhere. It was like they were the walking they backwards were on lagging. a fucking airport I like that conveyor scene. belt, dude. They're lagging. Okay, second one. James Kahn. John Goes- Voight. <laughs> John Voight. <laughs> Huh. And I'm a big John Voight fan from Anaconda. John Voight goes underhand to grab Mox's face mask when he's pissed about the play. Oh, I love it. Okay? Halfway through, he's on there for six seconds. They pan back, and he's overhand. He's on a totally different bar. Not possible. Not possible. Why? He, got a, he, he had to get a better grip. Watch the scene. You're going to be wrong. Mistake, You're going to be wrong. 
Okay. There was no there was no altercation after the first. <laughs> Another yeah. one. Yeah, there was no shaking. They yeah, just he, he, yeah. he was there. So, anyways, teacher, teacher doesn't want anybody to know she's a stripper, right? Makes sense. Except she strips in a town of twelve hundred people, and her call her tag song or fucking intro music is hot for teacher at the strip club. How do you not think people know you're a stripper? <laughs> like that's totally unrealistic. But you wouldn't she expect strippers to want, have logic. Like she doesn't want students. You don't think under that's going to get around that town that she's a stripper? But she so, she was tenured in there. You could tell she'd been in there a yeah, while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. Okay, I just thought no, it was a bit fair. of a plot hole. I I feel you. But I think the but bigger. But you don't think you don't think that there's teachers or small town like women like working like. Well, now as, they have OnlyFans. And a lot of them get fired for that. Yeah, I think they get fired. I think when a teacher. How do they a, get found out? What if there's like an anonymous, no face, only fans? Like well, think about it. Kids. Give, like, when I was 18, I snuck into a strip club. Handy, handy, I, I was handy, in two handy. strip no clubs. Face. I was in two strip clubs as an 18-year-old. It'll happen, dude. You can't. There's one fucking juke joint in the town. Juke joint. What does that mean? It means a place people get down. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. Any other plot holes? No. Uh, yeah. Oh, they Ali, don't go to states. Allie Larder's uh, they don't whip, go to whipped states. cream, mm-hmm. uh, that was placed immaculately. It was like... Quick. Yeah. It was too quick. It happened very fast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and they were just like, they stayed up there like some Madonna titties. Yeah. And they had to use shaving cream because whipped cream would not hold. I was just about to say. I was just about to say. Whoever did it spent time. She was laying down when they did it. And then she stood up. Uh, Meg was like, can... are those her fucking nipples? <laughs> I was like, no, I think they're cherries. <laughs> but they are a little dark. I would have yeah. gone with the maraschinos. Are those are red-headed milk slingers? <laughs> <laughs> I think That's it's a good be. one, Kyle. That's good. Last plot hole. Uh, he gets into Brown in the fall. Like You don't get college admission letters. Back yeah, then. especially not from Brown. They won the district championship, and Mox admits... That he doesn't want to play football. He's not going to play football anymore. Like, wouldn't they be continuing on their season? Yeah, that's what I mean. They didn't exactly. go to states. How, how does that make sense? Well, they, they, they lost a game. It there. They, they, they lost a game, though. What do you mean? They had lost a game. No, but they, but they, they won they, districts. No, they would before the, the, the they game, got their back. John Voigt was like, hey, you don't win this game. Mm-hmm. There's no states. There's no districts. I'm going to blackmail you all. He'll be blackballed. Maybe they didn't let him because John he got ran out of town. I think uh well, no, he went out in his bunker. Some like of these Hitler. characters were really awesome. Uh and I was thinking about other other guys that would be playing or gals who would play in these roles. Uh the first one that I was thinking of is uh Keanu as a young Keanu as Mox. Okay, but I heard his arms not great in real life. But they could, I, I heard that was a problem. I saw him throw. They said 40, Paul Walker I saw him had a throw cannon. Nineteen eleven Colt nineteen elevens at people and John Wick when he ran out of ammo. <laughs> I think that was like killed a, people. That was like with a stun. When he threw, he's like like multiple yeah. people died from a thrown yeah. gun. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he would have been he would have been good in the movie. Uh, the guy who directed it didn't he direct Point Break? Is that what you told yeah, me? Uh, so he or could, the writer wrote the writer. Point Break. Yeah, Tom Cruise uh, as Tweeter. Young Tom Cruise, <laughs> yeah, not bad. As Twitter, like annoying but necessary. Stifler is Twitter. Would have been you know yeah, Sean William Scott. Because Sean William Scott would have made great. him look. He would have. 
Sean William Scott was a douchebag. Right. But everybody was like, oh, that guy's funny. Right, right, Tweeter's right. like, oh, that guy's a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Tweeter's like, oh, they, what they said, he's going to end up in prison. And, and with Stifler, it was like, oh, this guy's just going to be a, a yeah. shitbag for Yeah. You're life, either life. you're either an Amy, uh, an Amy Smart or an Allie Larder type of guy. Yeah. Like, so basically, no both. You don't this, live in both is, worlds. Is this smoke? We were going to give out a smoke show of the... Uh, yeah, no. We'll do it right now, Kyle. I give it to Amy Smart. Okay, that's a hipster pick. Who was that? I, Mox's girlfriend. I, guys, oh. Mox's girlfriend should have been Jessica Biel. So that would be your recast, <laughs> and I agree that would be great. Yeah, I think uh, she. Like, and that and the other one that. would be Barbie uh, for Alan nah, Larder. What's nah, her name? The best Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. The best chick in the in the movie. She would have been three. Is Miss Davis, bro? That. That's exactly right. And I'm, yes. I, I was just looking that up. Tawny yes. Perinsky, um, Miss Davis. Oh, yeah. yes. uh, like, like Smoke objectively show. the hottest chick in the Thank movie. And, and if you took Allie Larder at 40, which is what Homegirl was mm-hmm. when they, they filmed this movie. What was she in, the Mustang? You, yeah. You'd be like, the drop top. The <laughs> yeah, dude, Mustang. Mustang. yeah, I got uncomfortable during the scene. I'm sitting next to my wife. She th- She's sitting there thinking, you yeah, know, this is a funny thing when you're watching a movie with your wife. Trying to imagine what she's thinking, you're thinking during scenes, right. and you're getting your own head. I'm sitting there on an edible, and I'm like, "Is she thinking I think this whipped cream thing's hot? I don't even like food and sex. Everything else um, is hot. <laughs> is she thinking I think Allie Larder's beautiful? Yeah, she's a gorgeous 23 year old. Her country accent turned me off. But a the 40 year old, I'm a grown man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yep. also, this gal was the. Um, she was Marshall Mathers' mom in one of his, uh, uh, his uh, my name is. I think one guy that would be recast would be Kevin Costner, John Dutton specifically as John Voight. He's not capable coach. of being that evil. He could be. No. Think he of, would have a rip. What role has Kevin Costner ever been really evil in? John Dutton. Is he evil? Oh, buddy. Oh. I don't watch soap operas. Okay, well. Okay. I'm, I'm scathed. All right, so we just wanted to run through some mentions here to finish the show. Who do you guys have as the Howie Long best real-life athlete in the movie? Well, you told me Wendell was a real football player. I think he had a tryout with the, the Chiefs. That's no, su- no surprise, yeah. the one black guy in the movie. Yeah, he probably ran all his own plays. Like Al contraire, uh, I think I know who Dad would pick if he watched this. He would be like, that Lance Harbor guy, pretty good athlete. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Yeah, he would be enamored like with uh, Paul Walker. I, I want to go out on a limb and say that Kyle is probably... <laughs> oh, yeah, the kid. He turns out to be, like, the best football player in Texas yeah. history. <laughs> right? Like you, Jordan Shipley. Cause you, yeah. Because you know always the, the second son is, is the, the best, best athlete. Yeah, no, it's true. Here we go. Because the first How kid... How did we get here? Because the first kid doesn't have anybody to play with. That's right. So the first kid yep. is, like, figuring it out on his own. And the second kid is like, yeah. And then when the second kid gets struck by lightning, you know, like. And then when the third kid happens extremely fast, like Howie, I had an immediate playmate. Yeah. Like we played basketball. We played football. Everything. Is that what happened with your older sister and you? Yes. Definitely (laughs) did. Inseparable, right? Are you saying you're a better athlete than her? No, she is. So that that broke broke the mold there. She's in the Hall of Fame for college, though. Yeah. She's she's got a gold jacket. So I'm in junior college Hall of Fame, dude. Boom. Damn. Just found out. All right. Best supporting performance. Who you guys got? Um, It's... It's John Voight. I thought John Voight should have won something for this. Yeah. Like he was, it was a seriously great 
role yes. that he played. And he makes you he makes you absolutely despise him. Yep. And that I think when you're watching a movie and if I had seen this movie and seen him right after, I probably would be like, I don't like you. <laughs> Even though I know it's you're an indicator acting. of great acting. That's exactly. like Shane from like The Shiv, Walking Dead. Like yeah. Shiv from uh, Succession. Yes. Like I, I, if I saw her in public, I'd be like, I fucking hate I heard John. Right. I heard John Barenthal's the nicest guy in the world. I refuse to believe it. I watched the interview on Rogan and the other one where he, he comes across really good. I'm like, what a great actor, because I know he's a bad guy. I agree, John Boyd kind of wins the movie from a supporting perspective. But I like Lance's dad, Richard Lineback. I think he he's kind of given this like over the top performance, yeah. yep. but it's fun. Mox's dad as well. Yeah. What else is Lineback in? He's in Tin Cup. Tin Cup. Okay. He's in a lot of stuff where yeah, you're like, character yeah. Character actor. Yep. I was looking through his movies. He's got I think like he's a government credits. official a lot. Yeah. Probably. He looks like that. Uh, what was he? Uh, he's in the what, room where they oh, launched the oh, nukes. Oh, was, uh, was he in American Beauty? No, you're thinking Yeah, he Chris, was the dad. He was the neighbor Cooper. dad. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. Cooper. He kind of reminds they, me of that guy. A lot of like. Yeah. Pull him up. Pull up the guy from American Beauty, the dad from like next I think door. Matt knows, but. I just have. I just want to. You got to look. Yeah. That's not the same guy. Oh, it's not the same guy? Not the same dude. They're very similar looking what guys. What the fuck? White people do look the same, bro. <laughs> That's true. All right. Best prop. <laughs> Best prop in the movie. The book that we talked about was a great mm -hmm. prop, but also um, his uh, Billy Bob's truck. Yep. Okay, I'm going to say the 1980 alums varsity jacket. Nice. Yeah, that was nice. Fire. That poor guy. Oh, my God. You're about to get hit in the nuts. I felt I, <laughs> I felt for him. No, you, why do you feel for him? What the hell are you doing at a high school? Bro, it's not, it's not college. Yeah, you know, you, you make had, a good point. I, like, I had to, I, you, like, when I saw that scene. I felt bad for the guy for being there first. Like, and then college just, is one thing. Like, you know, you come back, alumni events and whatever. If you're a frat guy, you might roll into a party. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, hey, most of these kids in here are probably 20 on it up. This isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. But when you look and you remember the movie takes place in high school, mm -hmm. it's like, what the hell are you doing here? And yeah. I think the one time in the movie where I think Tweeter is like, he's justified for what he's doing. And he kind of looks like, 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 hey, like kind of like a good guy. Because that is kind of weird. Mm -hmm. But in the same breath. That would probably be Tweeter years to come. Yeah. Right. He's that guy. I'll take Mox's necklace. Mox's necklace. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Billy Bob's trophies. Yes. I like John Voigt's syringes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. out to his players. Nice. Uh, Lance's crutches. Nice. Best use of music in the film. We talked about it's gotta it. It's got to be Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. got to be Thunderstruck, yeah. right? I was saying earlier, that's only the, honestly the only song that I'm familiar with in the entire movie. Yeah. I loved hearing Duke, like, I don't know, that wasn't Dookie. How but much Green. do they pay to get Thunderstruck on their movie? Like, I don't know. It's probably owned by this studio. Oh. They might have royalties. Interesting yeah. uh, bit about that. The same article where I was reading about the offense um, and Mike Leach and all that stuff. It was a Sports Illustrated article. All the offensive linemen in the movie were real old offensive linemen from Texas, whether they played in college another plot hole like Billy Bob's 28. Mm -hmm. He's the only actor playing an offensive lineman um, because we don't have to meet the other guys. And uh, all the O-linemen wanted the director to use Thunderstruck for the hangover game. And he just was kind of, you know, brushing them off, pushing them away. They would film at night because there were so many night scenes. They filmed sun yeah. down to sun up for like a month. Wow. Off of one of the breaks, 
the, uh, the the guy from App State who was running the football side of things was like, where are my old linemen? Where's the di- director of the movie? And then he heard a truck doing donuts in the fucking parking lot, and he heard Thunderstruck. And so I guess the O-Lyman like strong-armed the fucking director Mutiny. into the truck, and we're like, this is what we're listening to. Yeah. Let me show you why. And so they decided on Thunderstruck. It's such a classic song, and it's one that like everybody listened to when they played high school ball, whether it's in the locker room, the loudspeaker had it on, or you had it on your mm-hmm. Walkman. I remember listening Jock to Jock Jams type Thunderstruck shit. Thunderstruck was pre-pitching on repeat. Yep. Yeah. Let's make it a layup line for today. Yeah. And for the drip award, Nate already said Mox for worst dress, and Kyle said Lance, Lance Harbor. Harbor for best dress. I like those. Any any other nominations in this category? Allie Larder, Reed pointed out with the uh, whipped cream. That was the most iconic outfit in the whole thing. I'd say pants down, the best outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good, Kyle. All right, Bevel Conway Award, most beautiful scene in the film. Probably Allie Larder whipped cream. <laughs> no I'm, way. I'm just joking, dude. Oh. I wasn't even that into it. <laughs> mine is, you didn't like it, but mine is them walking out hungover the landing strip. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, it's called the landing strip, and and you kind of see, like, there's no cars um, in the parking lot. And it's just, it's just to me, it's Bevel Conway because – Back in our days, like if you can sneak into a strip club at that age, I feel like that's a win. Yeah, big win. A mm-hmm. huge win. And then you're then you go you get in mm-hmm. and someone sends you shots and says, It's on the house all night, guys. Oh. I couldn't even imagine. I'd that. be like, where are the fuck? Like, dude, I'm talking about Can I tell you what it feels like? I told you it happened to me twice. One time in Montana at a place called Moulin Rouge in Missoula. My buddy fell in love with a stripper named Felony. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. How did then, you spell it? Do you know how it was spelled? I think it was just like the the the, the, like the charge. It, oh, that would be so cool if it was like well, an with I an I. P H E A. And then the other one was Continental Tire Bowl, Virginia's plan. We went down there and we go to Charlotte and we snuck into a strip club. And Uptown Cabaret is the name of the strip club. And <laughs> Swanky uh, we ran into a teacher from our school in the strip club. Nice. And uh, a male? Walked, walked right up to him. A male? Yeah. Because we knew, what are you going to do, tell on us? We'll tell on you. You know? Perfect. It felt good to get into a strip club. <laughs> All right. A couple more here. Golden Goosebump Award. What move, moment in the movie gave you goosebumps? Probably a bad goosebumps when Mox's dad got hit in the fucking face with a fastball <laughs> from ten yards away. Like that was a brutally shot scene. I mean, probably the mutiny for me. Yeah, specifically when Vanderbeek's like yeah. says he's willing to not go to Brown if it keeps the needle out of Wendell's knee. Another thing is with that scene and Walking Julia telling him to become the hero and the whole thing about his hero arc. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the movie, he saw that he didn't step up. And that scene begins with Foo Fighters, There Goes My Hero. Exactly. Yeah. Bad goosebumps when <laughs> when Billy Bob, um, when he takes on the double team and they score. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just, like, he gets knocked out like that. Kind you of can like that feel blackout. that. Yeah. Yeah. That right. movie hurt to watch at times. Yeah. Yeah, because we all know, like, as football players, that, like, that shit happens a lot to us. Where whether we want to admit it or not, like, that, that l- sudden... <laughs> Um, loss of yeah, loss of consciousness, like here and there. Even if you snap back into it, but it seems like an internal. We call sometimes. it getting our bell rung. Like we have a, yeah. a fa- like a way of saying it. Yep, mm-hmm. a euphemism. 
All right, the Sandlot mentioned. So where are these guys now? So twenty. Go person by person. So let's start with Mox. Mox is uh, open to mega church in no in that area. No, no chance, Kyle. That's his little brother. His dad wasn't even into religion. Yeah, that's but his he opened brother. a mega church. Yeah, no, no, no. I Mox, think Mox is like a professor or something. No, Mox professor runs, of religion, religiosity. I think Mox, religious studies. He probably runs the biggest. Um, he's the head of probably the biggest oil um, oil distributor. Um, in See, that I area. think Mox would be like, oh, I don't know about the environment. He's anti. He would go solar mm-hmm. or yeah. wind. He, he's I, in. He lives in Austin. No, I would think he's a writer, right? A writer. Yeah. Of, you know. Yeah. He stayed t- up north after Brown. It was like Rick Riley. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. How about Lance? Lance. Darcy um, said she thought he'd end up coaching JV football. And I think Darcy might be right. But I also think there's like a 10% chance he's in like really low budget porn. <laughs> I, <laughs> I figured he'd be coaching like a run and gun spread offense. <laughs> Texas A&M. Yeah. Or, or once he gets healed, he starts, a, he starts a life of underground racing. Underground racing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. How about uh, Darcy? So she's on meth. That's Allie Larder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's on meth. She's yeah. also on the boosters. She's a booster and on the board for the athletics in their district. And, no, and I, I don't think she's living a stable. And life. she recruits young men to come to their schools. I didn't like. I didn't like Darcy. And like, if they did a spinoff, <laughs> I would want. I would want. Um, she's in recruiting. I think. I would want a deep dive into Darcy's. You want a deep dive into in, Darcy? I think. I think Darcy's. I think Darcy's riding public transportation. She's going <laughs> CSX somewhere. <laughs> Maybe maybe her, working at the landing strip. Her, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like her family like maybe had money. Behind like their the house, bar. their house looked pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, the house was nice. Yeah, you know what what about, never uh, mind. The house was nice. She's probably not on meth. Like you know what I'm saying? Guidance counselor at the high school. Yeah, she, she, married she's, a rich guy. She's yeah, working yeah, with yeah, athletes stuff. You know, what I'm real saying? friendly with the football team. Uh, little brother Kyle. Oh, he's the leader of a mega church or like <laughs> online, like. Like something, <coughs> because he already—he's a Twitch streamer. At his at his age, I think he becomes a pro football player. He plays for the uh, Chicago Bears for a while, and he does some podcasts. <laughs> I think I think that's a good. I think that's a good one too. He's just—I mean—he's such a crazy character to have. It's like juxtaposed against the cast of characters we've been talking about. Right. I mean, he's like a little religious character. I was a little like him as a kid, Kyle, so actually it's not, he's he funny. might actually end up with but the a one thing like about the Moxins, the one thing about the Moxins, you could say to their parents, they birth leaders because mm-hmm. the son, right. I mean, if to start a cult at that age, yeah. like that, that shows, that CEO, it kind of shows leader, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It shows leadership. He's in a C-suite somewhere. And then for the, the backup quarterback, to get the starting job and convince all the starters to go out, even the black guy who doesn't drink, mm-hmm. to go out and drink the night before you have recruits mm-hmm. coming to the game is crazy. Yeah, crazy. yeah. No question, leaders. How about Tweeter? <laughs> dead. Jail. Dead. Dead. Jail. Me- mechanical injury. Tweeter is on a submarine. No, he's mechanic. He's, he's trying to find the Titanic. No, no, I don't think so. Here's Tweeter. Tweeter. Tweeter is just getting out of jail, still on probation, and working part time at a mechanic shop from um, the trades he learned while being in jail. He's a I think, cop he, died that cli- get I think a gun. he died cliff jumping or trying to jump off the back of a pickup truck, like a mall cop, some stupid thing. I think he's watching his kid at football practice. Okay. No, or here's a better yeah, thing. Yeah, probably. Tweeter 
he's Johnny Knoxville before Johnny Knoxville. Do you think he's doing stunts? Because he's taping all those funny home videos. Yeah, so when he yeah, gets he the guy in the, the nuts, the home maybe one of the videos yeah. they go they go viral. I still there. think that the uh, the, uh, for my closing thoughts here, I think the Third Reich conversation, how there's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> crossover between this movie and Hitler is actually mm-hmm. hilarious to me. Yeah, it's like, true. The fact that you've like thought about it, we looked at it. It's true. It checks out. It checks out. I don't know if anybody's ever said that. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Why we pretty do sure hardcore analy- analysis yeah. Yeah. what we thought were simple movies. But I forgot Billy Bob. What's Billy Bob doing today? Dead. Yeah, unfortunately, there's not a lot of old. No, I don't know. I don't mean the actor. I'm not pulling a Kyle with Paul Walker. I just mean the the, the character Billy Bob. Don't fucking do that. Morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. We already said that. He was an alcoholic. He was uh, suffering from head trauma. Uh, I don't know that he had easy a, access to guns. Easy access to guns. Perfect oh, YouTuber. Perfect YouTuber. He'd yeah, he would have a ton of. He'd have been making money on YouTube. He'd be yeah. smoking meats. Yeah. And shooting clays. Closing thoughts. I I do think Kyle, uh, the movie was about what I thought it'd be. Like, you know, at times I was like, ah, it's not great. At times I was like, this is a really good movie. I, I understand why it's so important. I think culturally it's more important than it was good, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but, yeah, I, I enjoy watching it. It's a good, uh, It's a good. you know, a ship in a bottle is like a timestamp of something. <laughs> like, you can go back in time and smell it and feel it. Like, that's what this movie was. Yeah, yeah. My closing thoughts was that the time capsule lance that's what it is lance <laughs> aka paul walker <laughs> is it is a simp is a simp he fell for who's a simp paul walker lance yeah. in the movie he's Rest a simp he felt he fell for a whipped cream bikini and they like they highlighted it what is sex on the what's the what's like the what's a the washing lower, machine? no a sex on top of a dryer yeah what like what like what is that? Like it's the same just, reason you put coins in a bed, my dude. Coins a little on a dryer? Yeah, dude. No, you got to put rocks in the dryer. Coins in a bed. You really ever seen a bed that you can put coins in? No, they got the vibrating beds. You got to pay for those. Yeah, coins. Really? Yeah. No, I I think the 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 dryer was just the only unoccupied place in the building, and it was place that he could stand up. You know. Yeah, I guess. Again, if that's like you're you're the best quarterback in the district, and that's that's like what you're getting hooked by. uh, Listen, man, she was a beautiful girl. Beautiful. uh, Cool. Yeah. Fuck, Nate. Yeah. What the fuck? My take, guys. (laughs) Paul Walker's a simp. He is. Rest in peace, bro. Okay. Great movie. Great movie. I'd say really good movie. Seven seven out of ten. I'm gonna not throw great around. Seven out of ten. Seven seven point two out of ten. Yeah. A ten. A fucking ten. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easy way to send, spend, save, and keep your money safe. It's great because no matter how hard life gets, Cash App keeps my money safe. You know, I, I lose a lot of stuff. I'll lose my keys, I'll lose my wallet. Sometimes I'll go on the river and the keys will end up at the bottom and anybody's guess where they are. But the point is, no matter what mistakes I make, I make a lot of them, I know Cash App is keeping my money safe, so I'm not gonna lose my money. There's card lock, face ID, and real-time transaction alerts, which means I'm free to be an idiot in every other way. 
Thanks, Cash App. Download in the App Store and Google Play to see why it's the number one finance app in the U.S. App Store. Good news. The Thursday show we do with AMP will continue 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston. Uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat. We'll answer. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall, uh, every Thursday at four thirty on AMP. Uh, check us out. I'm so excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. You all know I spend a good bit of time on the river and in the woods, and I need something that protects the eyeballs but gives me a clean, fresh look. Oakley's are changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train? Just want to look like your favorite athlete, like, uh, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, uh, Justin Jefferson? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, there's more than meets the eye. Here on the show, we're all about looking good and playing good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We don't leave our house in the morning without our Oakleys. And since it's officially almost summer, you need to upgrade your sunglasses game now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I rock the Sutro TIs because they have a solid style that fits my work play way of life. They look great when I'm in the field at softball and I'm on the river enjoying a float, but they also come in clutch whenever I need to look professional. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. Now, after that wonderful review, Kyle really wanted to hang around, and he wanted to talk about a little bit of summer fun, a little bit of what's going on. As we mentioned in the open, we're going to talk a little July 4th, some summer activities that he's been getting into, and just kind of deep thoughts with Kyle. All right, hello, everybody. It's me, Kyle, and we are here. It's the last day of June. We are in Studio J. Chris is out of town, so I'm with Reed and Matt, and we're just fucking hanging out. What's up, boys? Howdy, howdy. Having yeah. a good time. Can I ask um, you guys a question to start? Because I've been yeah. wondering about this. First Shoot. of all, sorry I couldn't come play golf the other day. Reed. Okay, we forgive you, maybe. <laughs> Reed, how are you going to three-putt the final hole hmm. yeah, we, give Kyle a victory? We talked about uh, this on AMP yesterday, and, and it was going to be brought up in this conversation but yeah that was a bummer i was i was disappointed i told kyle as we were driving up to the green i was like if it comes down to a putt off you're gonna win we you know i had done well on the putting green so far that day but you're a good golfer like i remember the first time i saw you swing a golf club we were behind mcintyre park yep and we were doing the the thing where we're hitting golf balls at nate or making and chris yep yep and I was like, Reed can play a little golf. He's got a good swing. And yeah, we started because uh, we, we've played a few times, and you and I have really good matches. So yeah, it's, fun. it's nice to have somebody that you can go out there with similar skill yeah. level, and really just 
battle it out. And that that um, when we hit golf balls at Macon and Chris, it was uh, it was fun because we started. You and I both started doing. We were we had hit, been hitting lob shots, and then we just pulled out the two iron and started yeah, hitting dinger. lasers. And that was the <laughs> that was the beams. fun way to do it. Do you carry the two iron um, in your bag when you go play? I've taken mine out, but uh, I used to. That's I such can't. a fucking pissing contest move. Oh, I know. Two iron. Like yeah, yeah. Pull out the driving iron, the two iron. Yeah. Shit. They hit that well. That's like the Tiger Woods staples, being able to hit a low iron. A load that just flies. And that's how he has won so many British Opens. We can't do that. I've We're been watching yeah. so much no golf chance. recently because there's yeah, no Shout out to Meadow out. Creek, though, Matt. Yeah, no, I got to come out there with you guys. You, come you're on You're going to have to give me, like, probably two strokes a hole you can like bear that. witness to the rubber match because we're one and one right now we've done uh two nine hole matches skins play nice. and we've shot well but we've just finished right there neck and neck both yeah times. The, the first one was rough we 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 both shot mid 40s the first time uh, we lost a couple of golf balls it was funny i, I was telling uh, a couple of people who have asked that we knew who would win after our tee shots on that first time we played yeah. because one of us hit in the hit in the woods and the other hit it dead in the, in the middle of the fairway and i feel like the first round wasn't really indicative of the second round because we showed up in the second round we were hitting great shots off the tee we were good on approach but that's golf so i wanted to ask you guys today because this is something that i've been struggling with i love golf so much and when our baby came uh, when my daughter came it was like i wasn't able to golf as much and as I felt the guilt of being a dad and like you guys will be there eventually, it's like you, you have to be home. Like you don't have to be home. You're supposed to be home. You're supposed to be with your kid. You, it's almost like when you have fun after you have a kid, your brain is programmed to be like, you're a fucking bad person. <laughs> Get home. guilty for me time. So like I'm trying to figure out, I've, I've been really trying to research in my own life how to get out of the house more and feel less guilty about it. And it's so simple, but like, just do little tasks. If you see a task, do a little task around the house. Like, oh, dishwasher's done. Put the, put the dishes away. away. Like, don't just put them right above the dish. Like, put everything away. I'll say uh, doing those household chores for your significant other, your friends and family, gives you a great feeling after you do them. You know, like after you've done them, you know, you feel accomplished, but also like you did somebody for like what you were saying, you did something for somebody else that, you know, makes it easier on them. Well, it all comes down to making your, your wife's life easier because like, I remember when we first had the baby, everybody and their cousin wants to give you advice on being Mm -hmm. a dad or being a husband. And the best advice I've got so far is you're going to end You're going to be a good dad, be a good husband and, and things will be copacetic at home. Things will be happy at home. And uh, so, the, yeah, like like you were saying, help somebody out, make their life a little bit easier. But, but part- when you when you don't get the permission slip, Matt, mm-hmm. when you don't get the the three and a half hour permission slip to go play golf, yeah, what do we like to do at home? We like to play video games. <laughs> and video games have been good, Matt. And it's summer. This is like mm-hmm. summer Steam sale. Yeah, we've been like, known to duo up a few times. Fortnite. You and I play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Matt's cracked. He's a really good uh, good first person shooter player. But, Matt's uh, cracked. Is that a is that Crack video game? Slang. Means I Crack. have great aim. He's heating up. <laughs> so no scopes. Great oh, aim, I, no I can, scopes. I can pull some no scopes. Quick scopes, Ooh. hard scopes, no scopes. <laughs> but like, I've been playing this game recently. This game that's uh, developed by two or three guys. Um, it's called Battle Bit. Mm-hmm. All right, work with me here. The the characters. Imagine you know the game Battlefield, where it's sixty four yeah. against sixty four. There's helicopters. There's tanks. There's infantry. Um, you know, you're parachuting in and shit. 
these guys made a game that looks like Minecraft, but it's Battlefield. Mm-hmm. And it's Battle Bit. And the more that I've played it, so it looks like Roblox. It looks yeah, like yeah. a kid's game. But the more you play it, the more that you forget that you're playing Minecraft in your brain tricks you into thinking that you're playing. Oh, I've seen people posting clips of this on Twitter. It's the best game. It's like it's like the most fun game to play right now, Matt. So it's like 254 players on each server. Yeah, that's crazy. It's you know like 120 versus 120 or whatever it is, and uh, oh my god, it's all out war. It's chaos. You can't play it for more than 20 minutes. Your brain (laughs) hurts. But yeah, so the the Steam Summer Sale, a couple games I've played. Recently, BattleBit is awesome. If you don't have BattleBit, get it. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. If you're a fan of Battlefield, if you're a fan of Call of Duty or Squad, which is more of a niche game, a mill sim game, check out BattleBit. Um, and the other game I've been playing is Diablo, which is classic. first for me. I, it, and obviously, it's a classic. Matt mm-hmm. said the first thing he said is classic. And you don't know Diablo, do you? No, I, I really don't play. My video game history, I played, uh, I have a. I had a Wii when I was like 17. <laughs> and uh, and I think we had, a, we had a PlayStation 2, so I played Sky, Skyrim man. before. That's about it. People still play Skyrim religiously. It's oh, like I, yeah. the big Twitch. Yeah, absolutely. Quality. It was a blast and a half. My I did not play it long. My PlayStation 2 game was probably Twisted Metal. That's Twisted Metal? Way back. Twisted Metal was great. Play. But I would say if we're going PlayStation 2, it'd have to be Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah, I skipped mm. school for three the days. The original Grand <laughs> Theft Auto three. Yeah. Uh, was that you, was that the helicopter one? You can take the helicopter and no. Oh. Well, Grand Theft Auto three was the first one to introduce a plane, but the plane didn't have wings. It was called a dodo, <laughs> and if you got it right. going fast enough, you could take it off a little bit, and it would kind of flutter <laughs> yeah, like a yeah, penguin. Yeah. It was the um, first game that you could really just like walk around into the universe where you could do missions, but you could also just like do exist what you wanted in this. It was the first third person. It was the first third person Grand Theft Auto iteration. The yeah, previous yeah. two were top down. Yeah. Okay. Um. So like you were just a little car, bird's eye view around yeah, the city yeah. or a guy. Um. But now GTA three, you get a protagonist, you get a storyline, all that stuff that you're there and for. But uh. Yeah, thinking about GTA 3, do you remember the Mafia Sentinel? The Sentinel is like the BMW. Yeah, the car, for sure. They had a special edition one, the Mafia Sentinel in that game, which was super badass. Yeah, and the character was kind of a ripoff of the Godfather. Yeah, exactly. Do you find that video games can replace what you get from golf if you don't get the permission slip, or is it like uh, an almost but not as much? You'd still be at home, right? You'd still technically be at the house? It comes down to what what do you like about golf? And and obviously there's a million things you like about golf, but part of it is having some me time, right? Mm-hmm. Some, some put your headphones on your, uh, I guess your symbolic headphones, yeah, you yeah. get out to the course, you put your phone away. But when you're home, you can put on your headphones and look into a screen, mm-hmm. the black mirror, and it'll show you what you want to see. And that's what Steam is. And Steam is like a platform where you can play games on, on the PC. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I get the same enjoyment there like a little solidarity i can close the door behind me breathe um and it's the same in that you can like uh hang out with your boys sometimes like let's say you want to get a, a good huge golf foursome you can also get like you know your foursome that's going to go play a video game together and talk <laughs> on discord yeah the discord and you i'm glad you mentioned that it's like a, a great hangout spot it's like a chat room for lack of a better term that you and your buddies have that's private um you can post memes or just chat and play but some of the best shit talk is in the discord um thank god for video games now that we're talking about staying inside all day i w- while i was inside in my office uh, i got tired of playing battle bit and i was going down a youtube rabbit hole i did find and if you could pull this up the california just pull up the california mega dam project okay so this fucking blew my mind california obviously one of those states that's always in a drought 
It's been it's been an official state of drought for over a thousand days, uh, but they also have floods, right? There's flash floods, floods all over California, and you say, how do you how do you have both those issues going on at the same time? Floods, there's a ton of water, and drought. Well, obviously they can't retain the water, right? Like you look at the L.A. River and stuff, it's made of concrete. Uh, you know where the 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 Terminator was shot. You know that that famous scene in the L.A. River. That doesn't retain water at all. Right. Um, it just flows right out to the ocean. Um, so they, they've done a poor job in California. It's something they've been dealing with since like the 1950s, you know, and it's only going to get worse. But they've made this fucking plan, dude. It's a $4 billion mega dam project um, that's going to be in Sites, California, I think. Essentially, it's uh, there's a ring like a bathtub shaped mountain range, like in a big ring. And there's not, there's not any towns or anything of, uh, you know, they're going to have to displace some people, which sucks. Wow. Right? So if you're in, if you're in that Valley and they're, and they're displacing you, I hope you get a proper, uh, you know, send Malibu off. residence. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're doing the state a big service. Um, they're going to fill up this job. They're going to dam it in two spots. Um, the sites dam. And, uh, yeah, $4 billion, it's going to have enough water in there for, like, two years of drinking water for California. Wow. Um, the video I watched, and if you want to check it out on YouTube, you just type in Mega Dam California, and this thing will come up. California's new $4 billion mega reservoir. So I keep saying Mega Dam. It's a mega reservoir. They're going to build a fucking massive reservoir in California. I thought it was really cool. I'm into engineering. Uh, another game that I enjoy, Matt, is Cities Skylines, mm -hmm. which is the more advanced simulation of you know what we all know as Sim City. Uh, so yeah, four billion dollar mega dam. Check that out. Pretty fucking cool. If you're the, interested in mega dams, may I suggest looking at what the Chinese have done? They yeah, have let me some see it. Crazy mega dams going on right now. Chinese mega dam. Three Gorges dam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy big. The on the Yangtze River. And this, this did displace a, a large number of people. Yeah, I mean, and you know they didn't ask any questions. They were just like, we're fucking moving you guys <laughs> because this is good for the country. And I feel like China, I mean, I'm the I'm wearing red, white, and blue right now. I'm a big American, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a, Literally a big American. I'm, a, I'm an American <laughs> dude, but I got to say, I, I tip my cap to these Chinese folks because when they have to get some stuff done, they get it done. Yeah. See it with a Three, three Gorges Dam and... Uh, in the Yangtze River, dude. They're just this thing. It looks like four Carnival cruise ships lined Line, across the yeah. river. So yeah, check out the California Dam. We're making big moves in, in America. The Colorado River mm -hmm. runs through, right? And it gets it's been dammed up. I think in three, three or four spots. This will be like the fifth. But there's a great book, The Emerald Mile, which talks about in 1983 uh, there was so much snow in the mountains that. There was insane flooding along the Colorado, and it overflowed the Glen Canyon Dam. It, like, took over the yeah. dam? Yeah, so they had to, like, it, they knew that water was just going to be coming down all summer off the snow melt. It's wet. So they knew it was going to rise above their threshold. So they got, like, literally plywood, like four-foot plywood that they, they reinforced with steel rebar. They put that at the top. Then it hit that threshold. They had these excess ports along the sides that they had to open up. And the water was so strong flowing through there that when they that at the end of the season when it was done, they looked in and 
chunks of concrete had been blown out. So it went down like 40 feet from the original tunnels that they had drilled for the excess. But all of this, like this book is about the fastest, um, the fastest dory run. Dory's those wooden rowboats. The fastest dory. dory yeah, I learned something today. There you go. It's the fastest dory run on the Colorado River between these two dams, the Glen Canyon Dam and the they next one. They go down the river. So yeah, yeah, they go down. And because it had been raging, uh, these guys did it. It was like in a day, less than a day. They made this trip. And the previous record was like three days. Hey, Chris, so, get on a, a dory boat. Exactly. I think you're a man of the river. Go get on a dory go boat. Go to a dory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the Sacramento River where they're making the $4 billion California dam and be the first person to ride the lightning. You know what I'm saying? Hop on the uh, set some records. So uh, we just mentioned it's the last day of June. Uh, here in, in the United States of America, which means that looming on the horizon in the very near proximity is the 4th of July, which yes. uh, is a holiday that I usually spend in Montana with my family, as mm-hmm. you guys know. I'm going to be in Charlottesville here. We don't really have any big plans uh, on the agenda. There's a lot of smoke in the area, so uh, I think probably a lot of these parties are going to be called off, but they'll, they'll probably add more smoke with the fireworks. Um, mm-hmm. I you, hope that Canadian can wildfire smoke is gone by then. Yeah, it should be, right? Like, I thought we were going to have a little storm today, and maybe I'd get out for nine holes later. But, uh, you know, I don't see it happening. One thing we definitely will do, because we just put up a, a pickleball net in our driveway, Reed, which is a great fucking hot You were telling me that on a golf course. Pickleball's great. Um, you know, Kate and I, we don't even know the rules, but we've rallied a bit, and we've gotten better every time we play. We were getting to, like, eight or nine hits mm-hmm. on the rally. Now nice. we're at, like, 20, 25. Wow. Um, and it's fun. The, the kid walks around, and... Draws with sidewalk chalk, and it's really the only ball that our fucking dog doesn't chase. Our dog <laughs> is an absolute horny bastard for anything that rolls or flies, and the pickleball doesn't seem to get him. He doesn't get excited because it's a plastic. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen that there are ridiculous rules. Like if you do a pickleball tournament, there are ridiculous rules, or even play like in a league or whatever. And Bo can tell us more. Um, but there are ridiculous rules where like your racket can't come with it a couple inches of the ground and you can't like you have to it's like tennis is very rule-based pickleball is like double that wow says the guy who plays golf yeah i wonder why that is well the thing about golf is there's not many rules so they expect you to just follow the simple rules you know what i mean golf feels like it's the rules are kind of complicated like there's a lot of of, uh, there's a lot of unwritten when do i get relief well, it all depends on the tournament or the weather or the construction situations but relief falls under one you know what i mean in my opinion. Or it depends on which guys you're playing. Hey, yeah. can I move this off this? Right, sure. right, no, right. Pickleball is a good July 4th activity because like, you can't go play golf on July 4th. you got to be with the family. But pickleball You can play golf play on July 4th. Nothing wrong with sending some fucking tailor-made bombs down yeah. there, some J-dams down there on a par four, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, make some people, uh, yeah, make that a, American noise. One day, I actually played this morning. One guy had a, you know those Nike Sumo square head drivers yeah. that sound like a, a car yeah. crash? Mm-hmm. So the coolest, it, I was like, respect, dude. He had a couple bombs and it was just like dude that guy is just breaking the the sound yeah every with time. those yeah um so yeah i mean what do you guys have planned for the fourth i'm not i'm not going crazy but uh our our softball buddy tom offered a float uh i might join love him that. on the on the river float i know you're not a big river I guy see all the fucking activities that our, <laughs> that our friend group wants to do is just float on a river <laughs> and drink beer i'm like psychedelics i can't just be doing this every fucking week, guys i mean Where's the lake? We need the motorboat on the I lake. Gotta pre- I got to be present. Well, the lake's great because you can fucking walk to the house. Right. The dock. Right, right. But I'm on a river with you shitheads. 
for however goddamn long. And the logistics of a, of a float is like, you, I assume you park somewhere, you take your, your canoe off of your roof, you put it in a river, then God floats you down the river fucking three miles. You've probably had a dozen beers. And by the time you get to shore, which one of you fucking uh, drunk assholes is going to say, we didn't even move the car down. Johnny is not here yet. Or, you know, I lost my phone in a river. Or Nate got bit by a snake. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Like all yeah. these things can happen on a river. There's a lot that can go wrong. None of that can happen on my, on my computer. <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, we have had a couple times where, you know, you show up to the end point and you're like, oh, we might have to wait a little bit till we're good to drive. No. Um, but, uh, not and, cool with that. Yeah. The hardest part is doing the shuttle, but then you're on the, on the river and it's not quite three miles. It's like 14. 14 miles. Yeah, baby. I have, so now <laughs> I have like three or four times more less interest in floating well we could go like three miles we could go one mile if that if that flips your interest the other way look if but. i have free time and i get to be out of the house you can find me on the golf course right mm -hmm. um which by the way we didn't get to recap this and i want to quickly recap this even further we're going to continue to make some golf content yeah yeah we we heard we hear you you guys right, should actually the, do the invitational i know we tweeted the green light it, invitation you should invite some other uh, yes. media members that have some football shows and have a little golf tournament. Yes, we can have a little golf tournament. I'd also like to have a golf tournament amongst our fans and our, our listeners, yeah. uh, our haters, our lovers, all that kind of thing. Yeah. It would be fun to get a municipal tournament. Uh, maybe Meadow Creek, we can contact them. But yeah. if you're into the golf content, stick around. Follow us on all platforms there, as usual. Every Wednesday morning we're playing. Every Wednesday morning, and we're going to start filming a couple holes. Yep. And, I would say. Yeah. And uh, maybe one day we'll have to give each other strokes. But hopefully we both... We you both want to give me a stroke? No, you give me a stroke. Two-handed? Yeah. Yeah. Double-handed. Well, I mean, we could at the same time. Well, that's right? all my most What's wanted list. <laughs> which is a great segue into our most wanted list. So there's things that you most want to do during the summer, right? There's uh, There's... You know, Rita's Ice for you Jersey Shore people. There's you Kelsey's. Fucking, uh, you know, you can go, you can go crazy uh, wherever you are. You can go get a poke bowl if you're in Laguna Beach. You can mm -hmm. go to the Bear Flag Fish Company. Shout out to Bear Flag. This is not an ad, but I will <laughs> say, fabulous stuff. Uh, keep it up down there with the fresh fish. But for me, a lot of it again revolves around golf, and I'm going to go with my most wanted list. Number one on my most wanted list uh, is being on the golf course with the boys. Um, and you know, during the summer, it's fucking hot and, and golf in the summer can be tough and a test of mental toughness. But some of these golf courses have those giant fans next to the green. And if you stand by it, it's like a dual positive. You can do the Darth Vader voice into mm -hmm. the fan <laughs> father, and you can pull your shirt. You can do the move where you pull your shirt up and your titties are out and the fans blowing on your wet shirt and your titties in a really non-sexual, but just relieving way. That's number one on my most wanted list. Number two for my summertime most wanted list, things I desire most about the summer, being in the lawn at like 11 p.m. because there's still light outside. Um, and obviously we're in Montana during the summer and the sun stays out mm -hmm. until ungodly hours. And yeah, you can be outside 11 o'clock. It might be too, hour to light, too, too early an hour to light the campfire. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, number but that's... That's the move is sitting on the, because you can be out 
X amount of like all the way out until it's almost midnight. You yeah. know, you're out there, and then you, and the fire comes, and there's still breathe. light in the air. Yeah, and it's just such a good vibe. Yeah, vibe, highest of vibes. And then number three, when the sun finally does set, and it gets dark, mm-hmm. and there's zero light pollution, like there always is in Montana, um, you can see those stars. You can see why they call it Big Sky. Um, and if you want to sit next to a big campfire, great. I'll join you. You know, I'll pull up a chair. But if you want to just sit out there and look up, wow. You can see some shooting stars. You can see, you know, it gets so dark that it becomes bright outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, if you have kids and you rock your baby to sleep, when you first shut the light off and sit in your chair and rock the baby, it's pitch black in the room. Mm-hmm. But three minutes in, you can see every contour on your child's face. You get an idea of where the ottoman is, where mm-hmm. the, the door is. The same thing when God shuts the lights out in Montana, he turns the lights on essentially. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, my most wanted list. I hope you enjoyed it. No, that's good, Matt. What is yours? Do you have a most wanted list? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> other than just, now, getting, are other ours, than just getting ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> are ours, where are ours set? Are we set in Montana? Wherever, are we, dude. Summertime. Wherever, all right. wherever your I'll, summer is. I'll tell you where my first one is set. It's set at the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh. Like to be making one of a deep run into a tournament, sweating through the last couple final tables. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah! I didn't know you were a big poker player. He talks about it. he might go this year. Yeah. Are you? Are you I've playing? Played, I've played in the past and done. You totally come off as that now that you say that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Good competitive outlet. Um, but obviously a lot can go wrong. But if it's the what do we most want to be getting lucky the whole time? Matt was telling. I don't mean to interrupt. You got a bracelet. But- I do not. I but would that's, what, that's what that's, you would that's get. That's the dream, yeah. Matt was telling me that um, these tournaments, like, he, like, just some random Joe Blow would want to enter could be paired up with, like, the defending champion on the first table, right? Yeah, that's how it's different than, like, every other sport where, you know, like, if you line up against uh, Aaron Donald as a normal human, you're just going to get destroyed every right. single time, and that would also never happen. But in poker, like if the random draw happens and you're next to Phil Ivey or Daniel Negreanu, like that's who you're playing with. Which is wild because that's I feel like that's one of the few that's sports who you're playing against. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But and you have a chance to beat them. Like in poker, is an equalizer in any uh, like given instance. As long as you don't play afraid, like you have a chance. Like and when Michael Block was with Rory. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. not like, quite the same because mm-hmm. it's not poker, but it's like you don't choose who you play with. Like yeah. they, they choose. Right. Yeah. One of my other most wanted things would be uh, going to King's Dominion Mm. with my nieces and nephews. We do that every summer, hit the roller coasters. Love roller coasters on a summer day, like a summer Monday when there's nobody there. Uh, Do you you go and like, do you get the passes and stuff so you can go? Usually you'll just go once per summer. Got it. Yeah, it's tough to make it out there. What's your favorite ride there? At King's Dominion, my favorite ride is the Anaconda. Mm. Anaconda is a classic. Definitely like that one. Ice Cube. And then last one, last one, uh, (laughs) uh, drinking a beer at the ballpark, like a baseball game, a night Mm -hmm. game during the summer with some buddies or a lady friend, just having a nice cold one. You can see the bugs flying under the Musco lights. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hear the crack of the bat. Oh, the crack of the bat, the smell of the fucking fresh cut grass. There's a uh, league around here. It's called the Valley Baseball League, and Charlottesville has a team. Charlottesville Tom Sox have played CHS. It is a blast to go out there because the lights, the lights are right on the field, but it's dark everywhere else, and uh, you can definitely sneak a, a sock soda 
around. They won't is that question. The, is that the adult league or is that the collegiate league? No, that's a collegiate. So like all these dudes play in yes. college. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the league I was going to play in, the Valley League. Oh, yeah, Not yeah. Not the Cape. When I was right, playing, right. when I was a baseball player, yeah, yeah, that's where I was going to end up playing. I played in the RCBL, the right. Rockingham County Baseball League, and that's the one which with, is fabulous. Yeah, yeah, that's the one with like adults and former and they players. Have a Charlottesville right? team now. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I think that if I think I may get back into baseball a little bit. Softball's mm. fun, but there's something about pitching. There's something right, about right. hitting a ball that's traveling quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Charlottesville Tomcats, Tom, Tom Sox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlottesville Tom Socks. Tom Socks. Tom, Tom Cats. Sick if you did some like real training and tried to see what type of uh, velocity you could get on oh, that pitch my, again. I, ha- I have to get Tommy John and I have to get my shoulder done. So like, I can throw, but I'm not going to be throwing hard. Okay. I could play first base like I do in softball, mm-hmm. but it would be fun to bat. Be cool to see if you could still put any movement on that the ball. I could no do. matter. That yeah, I yeah, yeah. Do. yeah. First, I'm I'm with you. I'm the same boat. Golf. Mm-hmm. I can play. I can play with people. I, I can be play with you. Yeah. Golf yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can play with anybody. I can play with myself. You bring a bring a uh, speaker, play a little music, uh, but it is the move. Chase chase a little white golf ball. What kind of music? We played a little um, soundtrack the other day, right? We did. We did. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great soundtrack. Yeah. Tarantino. Um, and then two, I am deviating. I'm going on the river, 100%. Uh, the other night, uh, our softball teammate Rob and I camped out on the James. Um, we floated... A little ways, found a spot, camped, had the dog. Uh, we each had our own tent. It's pretty cozy. Sure you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it was actually so cold we had to huddle together for warmth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I demanded little spoon uh, as usual. Number three, Sugar Hollow. If I can go up into Sugar Hollow, okay. I can do a run. I can do, um, there's a shitload of swimming holes. You've been to Blue Hole, right? You yeah, yeah, Blue yeah, Hole? yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump off the rock. Um, Blue Hole's great. I used Blue to great. swing into that thing. Yeah, it was great until the the um, emergency medical s- the staff of the Charlottesville, Greater Charlottesville, Almarola area uh, cut that tree down smartly because too many people yeah. got injured up there. Um, but even that place is great. If you go up to the right, there's a great waterfall. Um, that yeah. is uh, that's number three. That's that's what's, my most wanted. So listeners at home, what's your city, town, municipality's version of Blue Hole? What's your yeah. version of? Or what's your most wanted list? What's let us know in the, we let us know in the comments. Your wanted list, but also give us some some dots on the map that we can maybe log into our Apple Maps and take a trip to one day. And yeah. I, I want to go back to Fourth of July for a second. You were yeah. asking us what we were doing. Like I'm planning on going to the fireworks show. Every year, I see lots of people get injured from fireworks. Yes. I know I talked to like an ER doctor one time that said that's the worst night of the year to be an ER doctor. Mm. Is the fire is Fourth of July, fireworks. Where do you stand? Overrated or underrated? I think they're honestly. I think they're underrated. They're, I don't think they are rated enough. They're so much fun. They're so freaking cool. If you get some fireworks from like a legit place, I from here in Virginia, we get them from North Carolina mm-hmm. allegedly. Uh, it is a blast and a half when you just launch them. You got to do it right. You don't want to. You don't want a uh, you know JPP situation. Um, but you want to launch some freaking bombs that go up in the air. Roman candles again. You mm-hmm. do it correctly. You don't. Uh, you don't uh, do it after too many drinks. Uh, but Roman candles, you can get them skip off the water. Uh, if you really want to have some fun, maybe have some canoe battles with Roman candles. Just again, safely. But fireworks are cool. Um, I would say they're underrated. But I would also say that uh, it really pisses me off when people are like. Things get burned down on accident. Mm-hmm. Like people getting hurt, it's like you play stupid games, you play you right. pay stupid prizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. But also, 
on on the other side of that, it's like there's forests that burn down because of fireworks and there's shit like that. I'm not saying ban fireworks, but I'm saying like let's have a little bit more couth when we're lighting these mm-hmm. Just be off. smart. Yeah. I yeah. do know that in Montana, we're right next to a national forest. We're on reservation. So the tribal there's like tribal uh oversight on the forests and fires and who's putting out fires and all that stuff and and I believe that in Montana they get kickbacks when they're if there's a fire that mm-hmm. destroys a bunch of stuff they're going to get money from the government mm-hmm. for that. I think a couple of years ago there was a big fire in Montana that timed up in July. I think it was like right before the 4th and uh one of the local like the guy who was in charge with the tribe was lighting these fires. He had his wife light fires and like they, they got out of control. Jeez. Um but yeah, I don't know why yeah, fireworks Fireworks, underrated. They're really loud. When you have a baby, you're going to fucking hate fireworks. If you've been to a war, I would imagine that fireworks yeah. are really tough. Yeah, I think I, overrated. I dogs always, hate them. Yeah, dogs. Poor dogs. And that's one thing you see on Twitter is people, like, especially on the 4th of July, if you go on Twitter, people are talking about, like, you know, I'm having that talk with my dog right now. Yeah. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the truth, man. I, I, feel, I feel for dogs. I feel for vets. I feel for Mother Earth. Yeah, the coolest part, like, what what we did is as kid before we went to that fireworks show downtown, mm-hmm. um, is my dad would always get about uh, a bunch of those like driveway fireworks, you know, sparklers oh, yeah. sure. and the little turtles that moved and yeah. like shit out, you know, little yeah. lava. Those, that's well, the cool. AOE. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't you can't burn down forest no. fires with that. Your your dogs are just more interested in those. They're not going to yeah. get too they're scared. Loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, Ooh, they whistle. What's up? The what are the pop rockets or yeah, whatever? The yeah, those are dude. If you if you want to have some fun, put them under a little mat or whatever the welcome mat. Like put a lot and then get somebody to walk on the welcome mat. That's, uh, that's a good little scare. Evil. No, it's a blast and a half. That's, that's <laughs> fucking evil. Um, but yeah, fireworks. Howie, little Howie, always is our firework guy. He's oh yeah, always the one that lights the fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he'll go missing at like an hour. He'll go by and you'll be at the fire just drinking beer, and then all of a sudden you hear beer. <laughs> Howie's on the dock with like. All the fireworks lined off, and he lights them left to right. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a good. Thank seven. God. Shout Does out he... to everybody's fire starter. Yeah, it's a safe one. Everyone has to have, uh, you know, one guy who runs designated fire. lighter. That's what's going on in our neck of the woods. The last thing, I mean, going back to the wildfire fires yeah. around here. I know oh, yeah, uh, Nate. Nate had a um, pretty pretty geeky tweet Nate the other just, day. Nate has been wearing me out recently. <laughs> he just fucking chirps me in the in the group chat. He's active in that group on chat. Twitter, everywhere Nate can take shots, he's taking shots. Oh, I'm yeah. standing on my my pulpit today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm standing on my pulpit and I'm taking a couple shots. Nate, you had a stupid fucking tweet the other day, and the fact that we got to scroll through dozens of Nate tweets just makes me want to vomit at the end. That was a good one. Air so bad, it's the perfect time to see if this is bullshit. And he's got two cans of uh, clean oxygen, like that he seemingly bought from CVS. There's this one up here. Two uh, percent milk means it's two percent, and the rest is uh, the rest of the percent. The other ninety-eight is water, right? Oh my God! This way, we were talking about this on uh, Amp the other day, but yeah, this is uh, this is a real Nate Collins tweet. Well, I, which brings up a good point. I'm confused at what half and half is. Yeah, I don't know why they're all called this, but like whole milk is like three point two five percent, and then half and half is like more like ten percent. It's just measuring how much milk fat is in it. Yeah blubber whole milk all day yeah but so, nate, uh, nate definitely thought that 
So Nate had a Skim, few. Uh, 2% milk is only 2% That's milk. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Like powder, like yeah. some sort of powder. Nate tweeted the other day, um, why are we still getting toxic air from Canada? <laughs> Wind, my guy. Okay. So we'll close out here on uh, a couple buddies of mine who had a, a big golf outing as well. The match. It was in Vegas. Where was mm-hmm. it? The win? Yeah, yeah. Was that the win? It was at the win. Was that the win? It was. And they won. Right? Yeah. Patrick and Travis won again. They, they smoked him. They win everything. Patrick going with the standard Adidas fit, but he's got his logo on the shirt. I love Patrick's logo. Yeah, is that a... Uh, what do you think? It's like a Spartan match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool logo, because he's a warrior. He is a warrior. Plays injured a lot, uh, more so than, than people understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Travis's outfit... I mean, was the butter, talk of the, the day. Cream, uh, Coochie, 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 Coochie. Either of them. It looks like a Coochie vest of sorts, but yeah. it's Nike. But it's got that uh, twisted. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks Every, sweet, yeah. and a lot of people were talking about the fashion. So then I I googled a picture of the the group picture, and Clay Thompson looks like a, a 15 year old who's at a golf. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, Steph looks. Steph looks the part. I heard Steph was a plus one handicap, which means that he's one better than scratch. Yeah. And he, it just doesn't show. It just doesn't show to me that he's a plus one. If you're a plus one, you should be shooting par. Um, I understand there's a lot of people there in front of you but watching and on TV, but you're, you're Steph Curry. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This should be in your wheelhouse. Uh, and you see Pat making big putts and you know what I think is weird. Shots. So like we have Shohei Otani, right? He's yep. like the greatest player of all time, probably in baseball. He can do these two things at once, where he can pitch and hit. Maybe I'm naive about golf, but I would think at some point there'd be somebody who's such a freak athlete, who's like a quarterback or like a point guard in the NBA, that can go just like win a PGA tournament. Yeah, I can do both. I just think the margins are so small at the t- like not small. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that at the top, the very elite, mm-hmm. the bottom elite player and the top elite player, um, there's such there's such a gap. But at the same time, like they're so far from really good players. Mm-hmm. Like the the pros, the guys on tour are so so far. It's like when you think about the the universe, you say, well, the moon's you know the moon. You know, shoot for the stars, you'll land at the moon. Yeah. Shoot for pro, you'll land at club champion, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the, I just, I just don't think it could happen. Gotcha. I just don't. That'd be cool, though. I would love that. I mean, it would take a Deion Sanders-like talent in that field to be able to do that. And uh, we in the match, uh, we had Von Miller running into Patrick Mahomes' golf cart. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but he just rear-ended the, the hell out of him. I got um, a funny story about rear-ending Patrick Mahomes in a golf cart Oh, yeah. Well. This is the first. <laughs> so I had just signed with the Chiefs, and it was me and Pat and Trav and Mike Remmers and a bunch of guys out there playing. Um, Chad Henney is out there, and we were in Arizona. And we're driving. I'm driving my cart by myself. And Patrick and Travis are on the cart path. We're going down the fairway. We're going to hit. We're going to get our balls. And Pat hit it a mile. And I guess something fell out of their cart, so they braked in front mm-hmm. of me while I was looking down, texting, and I slammed my cart. This is the first like I just met these guys. <laughs> I slammed my cart. I rear-ended Pat and Travis, and they both rolled out immediately, <laughs> clutching their necks. And I was like. <laughs> They comedy duo. They already had it down. They already knew the reaction like, without even discussing it. They just <laughs> fucking rolled out, grabbing their necks, and then 
I was like, oh my God, dude. And Patrick was like, we're good. We're good. Relax. Like, <laughs> chill out. We're good. I mean, I, I saw I saw the Chiefs uh, future mm-hmm. crumble right in front of me. And it was, yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad first day. Did you also see uh, Clay Thompson uh, knock the ball off a patron's head? No, I didn't see that. Bombed it saw dead that. right, crushed some dude's head and took off even further right. It's he was getting nice to have people out there because the ball doesn't just fly into the woods. It's right. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And or you could be like Jordan Spieth and have it. How much would you be willing to pay a guy to spot for you when you played? Would you pay him mm. five bucks a hole? I don't know. Honestly, to I go think. Find your, to go be a four caddy? Honestly, I enjoy. If I beat one in the woods, I kind of. It's a challenge. I want to go find it. I don't want, I don't want someone else to. Take I want that the enjoyment. challenge to be hitting the ball after somebody else finds it. Because if I hit it over the hill and it goes into the like the rough, I want I want to have eyes on. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I'm willing to pay for that. Yeah yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I I would do I would do a couple bucks a hole. I think would you you would. Bump yeah, I do. I do five bucks a hole for yeah, somebody yeah. to find my ball every time. Right, right. And like you know, maybe, maybe pop it up maybe a little bit. Maybe the ball on the green, yeah. pick it up, uh, clean it, clean it, r- yeah, mark yeah. it. Like that stuff is important. That stuff that yeah, sometimes yeah. quality of life. It would be nice. You don't have to do that. I did uh, this morning when I played. I put one into the trees and I hit from the lie. And I was trying to. I was trying. To, I had a little window and I crushed a pine tree. And uh, and then I, I picked my. I played, finished, picked my ball up from the green and it was a little sticky and there was some pine sap from the tree because the ball hit so hard. Uh, so you're not wrong. I, I should have used a little. Uh, Maybe cleaner. a guy to fig- like like wipe your grips down. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that the pros after every time they hit they they take mm-hmm. the towel to their grips? Yep. I never. How many towels do you think the pros have to like a pro lot. golfers? So many damn towels. A lot of towels. So many man. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. This was uh, a blast and a half. This was like an hour. An hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty clean. That was fun, guys. Thanks for doing the first uh, yeah, ever dude. episode. Made it easy on me. Yeah. Do the word. We'll do it again. Yeah. I got to piss, so we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah! you the tone guy, I'm kidding. I'm going to fight you with my friend.